happy horror days, you filthy animals. Hello and welcome back for the Horror Movie Crew. I'm Josh. Hey all, Seth here. Yo, it's Jess. Whoa. <laughs> that was serious business she right there. She went all Jersey on us. <laughs> wow, dude. Hey. I expect you to have a large oh. cup of coffee. I do. Coffee. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Brother Donnie. Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on my Donnie Wahlberg impressions. Talk about your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is our second episode of Happy Horror Days, where we're talking about some of our favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies that are themed around the holidays. Wow, that was exciting, wasn't it? It was. That was awesome. I had to go in and add it last time, so I forgot to say what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So I thought it went very well. Maybe we need cue cards. Ooh. We have to pay somebody to stand out here and hold them, though. Yeah. Mm. We can find a volunteer, I'm sure. We can pay them in booze. Yeah. And boobs? I don't. They might want to see my thunder nips. <laughs> True. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't got more requests. Right. Honestly, I'm a little upset that we haven't. Um, as, as much as we um, talk about how great they are, you'd think more people would want to see them. But I could put them on a shirt. <gasps> Dude, we should. <laughs> one, one right in the middle. We'll put all three of our boob sets on a shirt, and people have to guess which ones are which. <laughs> oh my god! Side boob or straight on boob? Um. Or both. May, uh, maybe one, one. Okay, here we go. The left boob will do a straight on frontal visual. And the right boob will do a side angle <laughs> boob. What do you guys think? It's a, I guess the nipple shirt. Yeah. We should. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> guess the nip shirt. Hmm. Out now in the merch store is the horror movie crew. Guess that nip shirt. <laughs> They're on sale, 35% off, $13. Get your guest a nip shirt. <laughs> GTN. Oh, yes. Guess Hashtag that nip. GTN. Honestly, for you, it would be a lose-lose, Jess. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, one, they'd be out there for everybody to see, and two... Yeah. They'd be imagine... four or five times the size of ours. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, true be like comparing a penny to a salt cup saucer (laughs) (laughs) i don't think all chicks have humongous nipples dude you're talking about like salami nips (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck Uh, why does that cover like the whole front i I think so We're going to have to take Seth to the uh, deli counter and like show him yeah. the different cuts. <laughs> yeah. It's so. different to the deli counter. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> anyway, what I was going to say is that the second part that's a lose-lose for you is if like somebody had mistaken yours for one of ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it would, I would imagine that would really be a not great thing. That's a, that's a low blow. Yeah, especially because ours are probably hairy and gross. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I bet that's, that's Jess's. <laughs> that one like, with all the hair on it, that's hers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. Like, she looks kind of Mediterranean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they couldn't even say that's how she looks. Like, it's how she sounds. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yep, that clean one there, that's definitely Seth. He's he's a, a gay man. He's probably that, that Mediterranean Jess. <laughs> Wow. Mediterranean. I don't know why I <laughs> said that. <laughs> to all of our uh, Mediterranean ethnicity people, we are just kidding. <laughs> like, come on. It's pretty funny, though. <laughs> we don't think you all have hair. <laughs> just most of you. Just most. Yeah, just generally. Oh, uh, dude. Oh, oh my god how do we get on these freaking <laughs> conversations it's always at the beginning too like we have to get it off our chest <laughs> it's, like, it's a good uh, uh, no fun literally it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good icebreaker oh shoot all right well hey happy horror days this is episode two of happy horror days it's actually hmc 28 we're getting so close to 30 hmc episodes i didn't think it would go past like four or five but no i didn't either here we are here we are um we're talking about seth's pick gremlins i had actually never seen it before what never i'd never seen it before Mm -mm. that's weird you're weird yeah yeah okay before we jump into that let's jump into truth no dare jessica pulled a seth when she got here and was bitching about the amount of questions so there's two rounds I was like, holy shit, is it quiz day? It surprised yeah. me too because I didn't look at it before. Oh my gosh. If you guys complain because you don't get the outline soon enough and then you don't even look at it. I've never complained about not getting an outline. Okay. <laughs> Seth, you complain about not getting an outline and then you don't even look at it. Normally I do. I just don't have time today. Oh. Okay. All right. Yes, there's two rounds. So here's what happens. happened. Our friends, uh, Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, who were just on that episode, came out this week. Uh, we talked about The Mist. I, the episode's freaking hilarious. Those two are very funny. <laughs> um, they fit right in. Oh, yeah. They, they seemed a little mm-hmm. nervous at first, though. They were. Maybe they kept asking I them. I didn't think they were that nervous. <laughs> you don't think so? They were playing it up. They were, yeah. They yeah. were like uh, that girl that not so I'm about to get in trouble again for... <laughs> anyway, they had submitted some questions for us that uh, did not make it onto our bonus episode where Seth and I did the multiple rounds of... Um, truth no dare so i threw them in here but i'd already had the other round already put together so i didn't want to get rid of those because they're funny so anyway truth no dare round one i say we read it and just answer all these and then rapid fire is where we'll go around the horn is that cool yeah yeah beautiful the story of how you all met I think we answered this on a previous podcast. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, we did. But we are um, former colleagues. We all worked at the same place and started hanging out. You two were friends first, correct? Yes. And then they were so gracious and kind. I think what happened is they saw me at work and they're like, oh, there's this guy, Josh, and he doesn't have a lot of friends. And people kind of laugh at him when he walks by. And they befriended me. um, And then we all got picked on. So thank you guys for that. Mm -hmm. Sure. 
You have anything you want to add? No, but like, it'll be like eight years in March. I can't believe it's been that long. It is weird. I was looking at like my work history, like Mm -hmm. that it was like eight years coming up. I'm like, whoa. It's been that long? Yeah. Time flies. Jess, I'm surprised you haven't upgraded friends yet. Mm. I I keep keep my circle small. She got rid of all the other ones and kept to the good ones. I did. I did. I I cleaned it out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cleaned that shit out. Went through the list. Cleaned it off. Okay. <laughs> Unlike female nipples, she kept her circle small. <laughs> oh my God. If you started a second podcast, what would it be about? This is automatically to me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, probably like I don't know. Cats. Like storm chasing. <laughs> dude, what is with you? And I would. Storms? I like storms, dude. I wanted to be a meteorologist. Hmm, they do make good money. Really? That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. What would your meteorologist name be? Just my name. Oh, you wouldn't go for like a Gail Weathers or uh Jessica Alltop. I think that's pretty Stormy Alltop or Stormy. Stormy. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of like Thunder Stormy. Jess. I don't know. <laughs> Thunder <laughs> Jess. Dude, I like thund- Thunder J. Thunder J. Thunder J. Thunder J reporting. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like uh no, I'm not gonna go down that road. Oh man, I'm like trying to keep us out of trouble today. <laughs> yeah, um, let's uh But your nickname could be around the office, it'd be TJ. True. Hey TJ, how's the weather looking? TJ. Wouldn't you get sick of people asking you that though? I would probably. Mm-hmm. Because it would probably yeah. happen like outside of work and stuff. I don't know. Probably. They'd so, spot you in Kroger, you'd be like, Oh god, not again. <laughs> your big like glasses, sunglasses on, like a <laughs> scarf over your head. <laughs> Uh, Seth if you had a second podcast what would it be about Mm, I'd probably nerd out over like ocean liners it's like one of my side obsessions we're gonna have to look up if either of these are already podcasts you guys may have found a niche I guarantee like storm chasing is probably one where they like Mm. document their travels I'm sure chasing storms it could be like you might have just found your way right in there you have. might be leaving us here soon. I'm sure there's ocean liner Watch ones. Out. I already follow like Facebook groups and stuff that post things. <laughs> He's like, I actually, li- that's the only podcast I listen to. I would if there was one. I'll have to look that up. There's got to be. I bet there is. Maybe you could be a guest. Ooh. We could cross network. I might have to look into that. I'm sure they would like to talk to you about Ghost Ship. Yeah. See? Actually, someone posted about that not that long ago. Pictures of the ship and like what they thought it was based on and all this. Did you go on and comment and leave our podcast? Say, hey, you should check out HMC episode. About no, I didn't. I don't really comment on stuff on Facebook. Yeah, I don't want this thing to do anything great. Thanks, guys. I'm just yeah, here. that's exactly. I just come over for the free Coney dogs. That was really good. Thanks. Abby made them. I'm going to get the shits later. You will. All right. Um, How about mine, you? Uh, yeah, mine would probably be about country music. I would probably i would say sports but i don't watch sports much anymore both and of those are very rare things to discuss well i was gonna say sports there's like five billion sports oh, podcasts. God, I'm sure. that's probably what there's the most of but uh country music i don't know there's probably not a lot of country music uh depends on like what you were talking about could be would you like break down an artist or like a Ooh, song or an um, album and then like do your rendition of it like every episode like i should sing it yeah mm-hmm. like give me a song let's see what i can do but don't give me a country song like maybe we would take different genre oh. of songs and turn them into a country song okay well, hit me with one um i don't know elvis like fools rush in i don't know that song what <laughs> you looked so happy at first 
I just felt like that was like a well-known song. Shit. I don't think I know any Elvis songs. Um, well, oh. now I'm blanking. Mm. Maybe like a Beatles song. I also hate the Beatles. My wife no. loves the Beatles. Oh. I don't like the Beatles. Too yeah, much. I thought you hated them. We all live in a yellow submarine. How about that? Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> be a yellow submarine. <laughs> I need somebody help. See? Not okay. just anybody help. Ooh. That sounds a little more churchy. That was too churchy. <laughs> <laughs> like you're in a gospel choir. Oh, shit. All right. Um, what is your biggest pet peeve? I think that we also answered this mm-hmm. one previously, but mine is passive aggressive people. Finger licking. When you talk over somebody. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> no, she gave you like a death stare. <laughs> Thunder J over here. <laughs> Old TJ. <laughs> Who do you watch horror movies with outside of each other? Really nobody. Like occasionally my parents will watch one with me, but really just you guys if I'm or alone. Same for the most part. Maybe my brothers. Um, mine would be my wife, but other than that, usually uh, just you kids. Yeah. What is your favorite scary TV show, documentary, or TV series? Um. Jess, do you have one? I do. Stranger Things. That is a good one. It's my fave. Seth? Probably right now, Sabrina. Would that be a scary TV show? I think so. Yeah, it's scary. That's probably what it is at the moment. Mm, Stranger Things is a good one. Just hasn't been on for so long. I know, I miss it. I really got into, um, what was the one on Hulu that was Stephen King's? Castle Rock? I I really got into Castle Rock, but I don't think they're doing it anymore. Yeah, I thought it got canceled. I think it something. did. I'm pretty sure. And I'm one of the rare people that thought the second season with Annie Wilkes was better than the first season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I don't know. Stranger Things, uh, The Walking Dead, probably. I'm also one of the rare people that still like The Walking Dead. So I'll go with that. Okay. Great. Round two, rapid fire. I'll read to Jess. Jess will read to Seth. Seth will read to me in turn. Okay. Great. Jess, would you rather? Get a good morning text or a good night text? Good morning. Would you rather send news to your boss or to your parents? Uh, probably my parents. Mm, yeah. Would <laughs> I mean, <laughs> your situation. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Would you rather have every meal you eat for the rest of your life be a little too spicy or a little too sweet? Spicy. Mm, me too. Would you rather sneeze every time you orgasm or orgasm every time you sneeze? Um, probably orgasm every time I sneeze. That'd be fun. I feel like it would be weird to like when you orgasm yeah. you have to sneeze. Chill. <laughs> 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 I feel like again, I don't know I don't know necessarily your situation, Jessica, but I would feel like for you it'd be a lot more messy. <laughs> what? If you orgasmed every time you sneezed. Oh, that's true. You'd be blowing loads every time well, you sneeze. You should wear a diaper. <laughs> wear, right? You just put a Kroger bag on under your loads underwear. everywhere. Yeah. Dude, You'd be you in have... the store. <laughs> just imagine you're Krogering. <laughs> <laughs> you go to get a bag of grapes. <laughs> Why grapes? Why I don't know. Grapes? This is the first thing I thought of. Uh, and dude. you sneeze and... Yeah, I guess you'd have to, I'd have to excuse myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your days of wearing uh, gym shorts out in public would be over. Yeah, you'd have to have some kind of protective. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Oh, Lord. Okay, it's not even your turn yet. Sorry. Um, <laughs> would you rather not shower for a week or not brush your teeth for a week? I'm um, Probably not brush my teeth for a week. Would you rather never wear underwear again or never wear socks again? Uh, never wear underwear again. Would you rather be able to see your own future or be able to see everyone else's future but not your own? Um, probably my own. Interesting. You did a great job. Thanks. So. Yes. Would you rather get a good morning text or a good night text? Mm, I think a good night text. Ooh. Mm. Would you rather send nudes to your boss or to your parents? Boss. <laughs> Would you rather have every meal you eat for the rest of your life be a little too spicy or a little too sweet? Hmm, well, you know how I am with spicy foods, but I don't like sweet foods either. So I have to go with sweet, I guess. I'd have heartburn forever if I went the other way. True. Would you rather sneeze every time you orgasm or orgasm every time you sneeze? Orgasm every time I sneeze. Hmm. With my protective undergarments <laughs> he doubled down on that <laughs> would you rather not shower for a week or not brush your teeth for a week not shower uh would you rather never wear underwear again or never wear socks again underwear would you mm. rather be able to see your own future or be able to see everyone else's future but your own i think everybody else's but my own okay. you did a great job yeah i mean it was fantastic I feel like you could kind of see your own if you could see everybody else's because you would like know sort of what's happening in your life. That's true. Right? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Sure. Intriguing. Yeah. Oh, Hit wait. Me. I meant to say not brush my teeth for a week. Sorry. You'd rather not, not brush, brush your teeth? Not brush my teeth for a week, yeah. I'd rather be showering. He's like, actually, yeah. I, <laughs> I just read want that. you guys I to that know. <laughs> I don't like to stink. You can always at least rinse your mouth with water. but Right. Chew gum. Yeah. There's that. Yeah, sure. All right. Stanky. Okay. Hit me with it. Would you rather get a good morning text or a good night text? Um, good night text. Would you rather send nudes to your boss or to your parents? My parents. <laughs> They've already seen it. Like, so you probably send them anyway. Would huh? you rather have every meal you eat for the rest of your life be a little too spicy or a little too sweet? Spicy all day. Would you rather sneeze every time you ha had an orgasm or orgasm every time you sneeze? Um, I would rather sneeze every time I orgasm because the other way like we just talked about is going to be way too messy hmm. would you rather <laughs> not shower for a week or not brush your teeth for a week I would not be able to go a week without brushing my teeth so I would uh, sorry kids I'm not going to shower for a week I'm going to brush those teeth mm. sorry it's I gotta brush my teeth stank ass <laughs> would you rather never wear underwear again or never wear socks again uh, definitely never wear underwear again would you rather be able to see your own future or be able to see everyone else's future but your own? This one was difficult for me because I want to, I'm like, I hate to not, I hate surprises. So I hate not knowing what's going to happen. But I also feel like if I could see everyone else's future, I'd be able to see if anything bad were going to happen to one of my children. So I think at first I was going to say my own, but now thinking about it, I'm going to go with see everyone else's so I can see what's going on with the kids. Okay. Wow, that was great. Great fun. Great fun. Hey, thanks to Two Chicks and a Horror Flick for the questions. I'm sorry it didn't make it on the round before Seth was throwing a fit. Bitching I a did not even know about these. Yes. No, before. Before he was just, he's like, there's too many questions on this extra episode we're doing, Josh. He threw stuff. He hit me in the face. That might be true. And I was not okay with it. So here we are. 
All right, let's jump into the Do You Like Scary Movies discussion. Our movie, this episode, HMC 28, is Gremlins. Seth, you picked this movie. I did. You got big shoes to follow because the girls in the last episode really gave us a very, very good answer as to why they picked the movie they did. Why did you pick this movie? Well, like I've said before, this is the first horror movie I can remember watching ever as a little kid sometime in the 80s. And it's Christmas themed, so I thought this would be a good one to do. Those are two great points. Mm-hmm. Lucy and I were talking at the table because she, she asked me we were eating, eating dinner, and I uh, she asked if we'd already done the podcast because she thought you were late for some reason. I don't know why. Um, they're actually really excited to give you your birthday presents, what, the, what they really wanted. So they was like, did you already record the podcast? I said, no, what's it about? So I was explaining it to them, and then I was thinking this might be a really good starter into horror for them. And not now, but... right. Maybe one of the first ones they could watch. Yeah, because it's kind of scary, but not really. It's I mean, not gory. There's not no, like huh? sex scenes. They don't really show any of the murders. Except for the guy with the thing in his butt, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I had said, I had never seen this movie. This is my first watch. Jess, do you remember the first time you saw it? I was little. Like, it was one of the mm. first ones I'd seen, too. Um, Poltergeist was like the very first one, but then this one was like a close second or third seeing it on TV all the time. How old would your child have to be for you to let them watch this? I'd say probably like 10, Hmm. 11. I don't know. Today's kids though? I don't know. Like you think younger? Yeah. And they're video games like they play are scarier. That's true. They are pretty violent. Um, We're a naturally violent society, Seth. Mm -hmm. Do you remember your first watch? You said you were young, but do you remember any of the details? No, I mean, I obviously didn't see it in the theater because I would have been too little, but <clears throat> I just have, and I think that's the only time I saw it because there was only certain scenes I remembered watching this. Gotcha. So you think you'd only seen it once before? I think so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. This was my first time watching it in full disclosure. Uh, Seth and I kind of texted about it earlier, but I think I did myself a serious disservice because I watched it on a Wednesday and I watched all of it, but the last like 25 minutes, and then we rescheduled our stuff. That's whenever we were rescheduling everything. So I didn't finish it until yesterday. So it was like almost a week between starting it and finishing it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it really, uh, it really, I didn't didn't do uh, myself any favors by doing that because I started watching it, didn't care for it as much as the first time I started. We'll get to that. Anyway, this is my first time watching it. Our characters, we've got Rand Peltzer. That's, he's played by Hoyt Axton. Mr. Wing is played by Key Luke. We've got Billy, played by Zach Galligan. And Kate, played by Phoebe Cates. I think that's supposed to be Cats. I don't it's really Kate's. know. It's Cates. It is Cates? Mm-hmm. Do you know her from something? I do. Drop Ooh. Dead Fred. Really? Oh, yes. yeah. And I huh. think she's in um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, too. She might be. She is, because she does a topless scene in that movie. Not that I just recalled that out of nowhere. I read it about this movie that they almost didn't cast her because she had done that scene, and they kind of wanted this to be semi-family friendly. I don't know why they thought that, but so they almost didn't cast her. Because she was out there showing off her showing her um, goods, her salami nips, as Seth calls them. <laughs> uh, how about Billy? Do we recognize Billy from anything? Um, no. Uh-uh. That's the only thing I remember him from. I didn't recognize him either. He had a, a ton of acting credits, but it was mostly, t- I think, TV and small parts and other movies. Oh, he's so. a cutie, though. You liked him? Yeah, I like Billy. Mm. Our director is Joe Dante. Our producer is Steven Spielberg. And our writer is Chris Columbus. Do you know what else Chris Columbus did? Mm-mm. He did 
did a Christmas Carol. Oh. Is that the one with the the leg lamp? That's a Christmas story. Christmas story That's it. Yeah. That one. Oh, okay. And I hate that movie, by the way. I don't know if I've ever told you guys what? that. What? Oh, I can't stand a Christmas I'm story. I'm not a huge fan. Okay. I'll still watch it. I don't it, hate but it, but why do you hate it? I just don't like it. I think it's a terrible movie. Oh. Um, I listened to Two Chicks in a Horror Flicks episode today, and they did Gremlins, and they screwed that up. So I think they subconsciously made me say the wrong movie. Hmm. Do they like Gremlins? Shit, Tawny. Um, <laughs> I am not going to reveal that yet. Oh. Honestly, I haven't finished the episode yet because I didn't want their uh. rating to impact my rating. Uh. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Okay, great, Seth. Uh, Chris Columbus also is involved with the um, Christmas movies on Netflix, the uh, Christmas Chronicles. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Seth, you want to hit us with the synopsis? Sure. A boy inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. (laughs) (laughs) Did you do that on purpose? No. (laughs) I got it straight off of the website. I always get it off of. Yeah, right. I did. (laughs) Do you think you can read it three times fast? No. Not a chance? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. The malevolently mischievous monster part was hard. I perfectly timed this again, Seth. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I noticed a lot of chugging going on, so I figured, you know. But chug, but chug. Have you ever watched uh, Blockers with John Cena? Yes. No. Oh my God, that is so <clears throat> fucking funny. We it's watched it over the weekend. Hilarious. You should watch it. Was that your first time seeing it? No, but it was. I didn't remember a lot of it. I did remember the butt chug scene, but. Oh Do they actually butt chug? Um, sort of. <laughs> you, want me to, you want me to tell you what happens, or you want to watch I'll it? I'll watch it. Okay, watch it. Here we go, kids. Let's <laughs> <laughs> knock your can off. I mean, it's empty. It wouldn't have been okay. We would have made a slight mess. Nothing we can't pick up, Seth. Nothing a little water won't clean up. Scene one, opening scene, going down to Chinatown. Movie opens with Rand Peltzer on the corner, and he's got a story. It's like a voiceover type thing he's doing mm-hmm. here. It all started in Chinatown, looking to move a little merchandise, maybe find a present for my kid. We see Rand follow a small Chinese boy down a set of steps and into his grandfather's store. The Chinese boy tells Rand to look around to see if there's anything he likes. He looks around and approaches the boy's grandfather. He'll Mr. Be- Miyagi. No. <laughs> is that who that is? No. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> Why did we talk about that during the characters? He pitches the two on his bathroom buddy. So this thing kind of looks like a Hellraiser box, but it's got like a toothbrush, a shaving mirror, mm-hmm. some toenail clippers. all Everything you can need in the bathroom. He pitches it as like, uh, hey, if you forgot to do one of these things, then you can do it at the airport. Yeah. Anyway, would you want to brush your teeth with the same contraption that you're using for shaving and clipping your toenails? No. Okay. Probably not. I was like, this is this is this must be an '80s thing, but very gross. Uh, during his sales pitch, he hears an animal noise behind him, but he keeps going with the pitch. Great sales guy, he never gives up on the client. The grandfather's clearly not interested. And Rand searches for the sound in a cage under a blanket. He finds a mogwai. The mogwai starts singing beautifully. Rand tells the old man that he has to have it, and he'll pay him two hundred dollars. Uh, the grandpa tells uh, tells him that Mogwai is not for sale and walks off. The boy begins to argue that they need money. They should sell the Mogwai. But the grandfather says that he will not sell it at any price. Mr. Uh, the the Mogwai 
comes with great responsibility. I almost said freaking Mr. Miyagi. Dude, you're going <laughs> to screw me up. The this comes much responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> He's very serious. Uh, so the boy tells Rand, hey, go wait outside. I'll be right out. We see Rand standing on the corner of the alley by the steps, and uh, the boy tells uh, he sells him the Mogwai for 200 bucks, and then he gives him the rules that come with the Mogwai. Keep him out of the light. He hates sunlight. It'll kill him. Keep him away from the sunlight and don't get him wet. But the most important rule you can never forget, no matter how much he cries, no matter how much he begs, never, never feed him after midnight. We see Rand walking out of Chinatown and he tells the boy to have a Merry Christmas. So that third rule, like, okay, you can't feed him after midnight, but when can you start feeding him? That's a good question. They didn't specify. No, and the, it bothered me. Even though when they said the rule again, I'm like, okay, so. You think there should right. have been a between, like don't feed him between 12 and 6. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Maybe you can feed him after 12 noon. Yeah, that would make more sense. You know, mm-hmm. nice 12-hour block. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Rand is not the brightest of people and uh, clearly did not think to ask that. No. mm um, so do you guys want to describe, I don't, uh, let's do Jess. Just what does the Mogwai look like? It looks like a Furby. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly how I explained it to the girls when I was telling them about the, the story behind the movie we were watching. And I was like, it kind of looks like a Furby. And yeah. then these little shits, what's a Furby? Oh. oh God. Oh, I should get the, uh, get them one for Christmas. Do you like all of your teeth? <laughs> They don't even make those anymore. <laughs> no, didn't they just come out with them again? Probably. Just coming back around. Just get them a Mogwai doll. Get them a, yeah. a gizmo. I wonder if it's based off the Mogwai, the Furby. Probably. It looks just like it. It does. Did you guys have a Furby? Uh-huh. No, I was way too old to have a Furby. I had a couple. Okay, Richie. Damn. Didn't they just like Gosh, open their mouth? Dude, that expensive. We had a couple. My, I got them in every color. I had two. I had a black one, and I had a black and. Did they even one. do anything? Wow! Did their mouths just they, move and their eyes no. like went back and forth? I think I can't even really remember what the full purpose was. You like. could train <laughs> them to talk, supposedly. Yeah. I don't know. Our problem is we didn't have a, a just you know, Jess a multiple Furbies. Okay, <laughs> we had to share one when I was a kid, wow. and this thing was the dumbest Furby and. After three days that we had it, the dog chewed it up. It just wasn't meant to be. So then, like, you couldn't even talk to it. It just went like, (laughs) 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 poor thing. So we just shut it off and we just carried it around and shit and pretend like it was talking. Like, I'd give it to Jess and she'd be like, hi, I'm Furby. And I'd be like, oh, hey, Furby. And then she hands me and I'd be like, hey, I'm Furby. Wow. I'm more of the Teddy Ruxpin era (laughs) where you just put the (laughs) cassette in and it would talk. (laughs) <laughs> did it was it programmed to whatever you wanted it to say it, the mouth just moved it, when the cassette was played it's basically a cassette player with a bare mouth that moved with it okay because yeah. the <clears throat> girls had these dolls that you could plug into a usb and then get on the website and you could actually program what it said oh yeah. no this would just like read stories to you and stuff oh uh, yeah. but they were much too young to for us to do that we didn't even like it just did like the generic stuff fuck yeah. you dad fuck <laughs> you dad yeah yeah but anyway please don't buy the girls furbies (laughs) 
Scene two. Hey, gang, it's Christmas. We see kids having snowball fights and running around the schoolyard to get on the school bus. Christmas music's playing. It's very festive. Seth got excited. I did. The sheriff is talking to a tree salesman about getting stuck with a bunch of trees. The sheriff tries to swindle Alex, the tree salesman, out of a tree for the police station. We cut to a boy and his dog trying to get a car started. Um, It's covered in ice and snow, and the thing won't turn over. He checks the back, and smoke is coming from the engine. It's an old VW Beetle. This was so weird to me to see this guy go around to the back of the car and look at the engine. Yeah. That's where the engines are in those. Wouldn't that be extremely dangerous? That's just how they were. They're in the back. Yeah, but most wrecks are like a rear end, right? So, like, wouldn't that be... I guess. I don't know. Explosion instantly. That's what I was thinking. Well, the gas tank was probably in the front then. I don't know. Hmm. I've never seen a car like this. Have, have you ever have you driven in one? A Beetle? No, with the gas tank in the back or whatever they were doing. Engine in the back? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well. Is your car like that? The Studebaker? No, oh. it's in the front. Oh. I just think that, to me, that was it looked very, very dangerous. But Mr. Futterman comes out. That's Billy's, I think it's his neighbor. Um, he offers to give him a jump, but he declines. So he starts bitching about damn foreign cars always freezing up. American cars never have those problems, like foreign pieces of crap. I just like how he pulls up in a tractor. Which <laughs> <laughs> we see later when he's at the bar. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Drives his tractor around. Uh, Doesn't he talk about his tractor, how great it is? It's American. Yeah, name. it's like a Kentucky something. I forget what the brand was. Billy and Barney, that's the dog, leave uh, leave the car with Mr. Futterman. Honestly, I thought Mr. Futterman was going to fix it for him, but that's not the case mm-hmm. whatsoever. So this guy's just like the crazy guy around town, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the dog's so cute. He kind of reminded, not the dog, but Mr. Futterman reminded me of um, the crazy dude from Friday the 13th. Mm, kind of. You're all doomed <laughs> if you stay here. <laughs> the, the guy on the bike. Yes. <laughs> but in this, he has a tractor. <laughs> Shows up on the bike. Yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about the dog? I just say he's cute. What's his name? Barn? Barney. 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 Yeah, he calls him Barn. He's cute. cute. Just a cute mutt. We dog. had a barn. We had a barn kitty once. Very bad cat. She literally ended up going to a barn. Um, we'll more about that later. Barney gets in trouble. Billy and Barney are running down the snow-covered street and enter the bank. Billy ties Barney up under the teller's desk and sits down, putting on his tie and his those his name tag out there, but his name tag is upside down. This kid is a mess. And it's a clip-on tie. <laughs> <laughs> A girl comes over and asks Billy to sign a petition. Outside, we see an angry lady. Her name is Mrs. Deagle, carrying a snowman head and pushing her way through people bitching. Billy sees her outside the window as she walks across the road. We uh, And she gives a very little shits about all the traffic. She's just walking out Mm -hmm. in front of cars, doesn't care. Um, A woman approaches Mrs. Deagle and asks her for an extension on their home payment as her husband just started a new job, as did she. The woman tells Mrs. Deagle, please, it's Christmas. She responds with, well, I guess now you know what to ask Santa for, don't you? And she storms off. How is it that two episodes in a row we get like an old crabby lady? We had Mrs. Carmody. Now we've got Mrs. Deagle. That's true. I was going to say she is the Miss Carmody of this Mm -hmm. movie. I agree. Inside the bank, she cuts in line all the way straight to Billy. She tells him that his dog broke her snowman this morning. She tells him she doesn't want money. She wants the dog. She'll take him to the kennel and put him to sleep. Jeez. Then this next line was like kind of fucked up. Yeah. She's Um, talking about putting him in the dryer. Oh, yeah, she does. And then there's like a guy standing there. He's like, yep, that'll work. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Dude, she's she's a lot. She's like Miss Carmody mixed with Cruella DeVille. Yeah. 
Uh, suddenly, Barney jumps over the desk, knocking Mrs. Deagle down and breaking the rest of her snowman head shatters. Mrs. Deagle tells Billy that he's just like his father. She's been listening to his excuses for 10 years, the loser. Well, she, go ahead. She tells the dog that she'll get him uh, when he least expects it. She walks off squealing about her weak heart and saying she'll sue mm-hmm. the bank. The snowman was imported from somewhere. I don't know if you caught that. So it was expensive. Yeah, that's why she said... So- why she was so upset. Like Mon- Mon- Mongolian snowman or something. I forget. That's what it was. I mean, he offered to pay for it. Like, what uh, What does she want? Right. She wanted to be a problem. That's yeah. what she wanted. She wants to be a Karen. This is an 80s Karen. She said she wanted to put him on the dry- put him in the dryer and put it on high heat. Yeah. Bitch. Like, yeah, I said, fuck this lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's also a cat lady. We later find out. Even if you don't like dogs, I feel like that's a little extreme. Yeah. yeah. Right. I would say so. Like serial killers that like cut up squirrels and stuff. Uh, like you've never cut up a squirrel? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you do that? Ew. Scene four Billy draws a dragon and Gerald is gonna be a millionaire. Billy's drawing at the bar as Gerald walks in, giving Billy shit about almost being fired today. But Mr. Corbin had second thoughts. Gerald tells him that he would have fired him in a second right on the spot. Billy gets up and walks to a table to get away from Gerald, who just continues to follow him. He's a junior vice president at 23. He'll be a partner by 25, and he'll have Mr. Corbin's job by the time he's 30. I hate this dude. All I could think of was Santa Claus the whole time. Yeah, Neil. Neil. (laughs) That's all I could think of. I don't like him in that either. Mm -mm. I don't know how to... I don't either, and I don't know how to explain it. He's like... It's his face. Yeah, just the way he talks. Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. It's like his face, how it like... He talks. Yeah, just this way he talks. I don't, hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I can't stand the guy. He's like condescending or something. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that because I feel like even in the Santa Claus, when he's trying to be nice, I still don't like him. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Him and his weenie whistle. His fucking weenie <laughs> whistle. What a wiener, dude. Who would want that? Neil. A stupid gift. Please don't get my kids weenie whistles either. Paul. Paul. <laughs> we can add Neil to that list. Yeah. With Paul and what was the other guy's name? You have an uncle name, remember? Um, what? You don't. I was joking. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't remember what the other name I was. I it was like a Neil type name. Right, well, Paul's out there by himself with Neil mm. right now. Um, Billy and Gerald talk to Kate. She's a waitress at the bar. As Gerald tries to talk Kate into dinner at his new apartment. Come on, I've got cable. Was that a selling point back then? In the 80s? Yeah. Oh, what a joke. I, I haven't had cable for years. Do you guys have cable? In the 80s? Yeah, we did. Okay, I guess you just, that was the thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Not everybody had it, apparently. Neil does. I got that Time Warner. <laughs> time Warner cable. <laughs> uh, scene five, Billy meet Mogwai or Gizmo. What? Mm-hmm. She had a good comeback, though. Oh, go ahead. Because he was like, oh, you haven't seen my new place yet. And she's like, I haven't seen the old place either. Oh, shit. She does mm-hmm. say that. I was that. like, oh, damn, Kate. Damn. Oh, shit, Kate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is Kate the same teller from the bank? Is she the other teller yeah. that was trying to get him to sign the petition? Yes. Yeah, I think oh. so. She said she works there uh, in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I like Kate. She's hardworking. She's yeah. got two jobs. Yeah. She's just out there trying to support herself after what happened to her poor dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we find out in a little bit. Yeah. Billy arrives home from work and picks up a sword off the ground and puts it back on the wall. He goes to the kitchen and helps his mother with dinner. We see him try to use one of his father's crackpot inventions to crack an egg. It gets shit everywhere. Yeah. 
Well, another pet peeve I have is eggshells in my eggs. Mm. Nothing ruins a meal faster than crunching on eggshell. <laughs> His mother says they work for a week and then they're no good. She's cutting onion and watching TV. Did you notice she's not even paying attention to what the fuck she's cutting? No, and yeah. there's so much onion. I know. I was like, what the fuck is she making? I don't making know what she's making. I don't know. But she's watching a wonderful life. Gag. Dude, Abby made soup for dinner last night, and she can't cut onions. It, like, destroys her eyes. Mm. So she's like, we cut this onion up for me, so I, I slice it up. And she's like, put, uh, I think she may have said put half of it in the soup, but I was pulling a Mrs. Peltzer and not paying attention. And we had a very oniony soup. <laughs> but honestly, it wasn't It wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. It doesn't bother your slave. eyes? Yeah, it does. It doesn't bother my eyes. I don't know if it's because mm. I've cut so many of them up or what, but or maybe I'm just a cold-hearted person. I'm going to go with the latter. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Got solid eyelids. It's <laughs> <laughs> very liddy. Yeah. You can see that on like if you run a dating profile. Very solid eyelids. <laughs> very solid. Very solid. And I have cable. And I have basic cable. <laughs> His mother tells him uh, that Mrs. Deagle called this afternoon. Then suddenly we hear Rand singing Deck the Halls as he enters the living room. Um, so we can get from this very brief conversation they also have financial troubles as well yeah. okay do you notice the sword falls off the wall again that's next line is we <laughs> yeah. see Rand pick the sword up so the sword does come into play later but it's a very dangerous thing to have this sword just falling off the wall every time the door shuts yeah <laughs> Rand tells him that a company may just be interested in the bathroom buddy he picks up a present hands it to Billy he tells him to open it now it won't last till Christmas Billy puts the wrapped gift on the table as the mom dims the lights with a big ass remote <laughs> see she pulled that thing out like what the fuck is she doing <laughs> uh, Billy tears off the wrapping yeah. paper to find a box he opens the lid and Mog the Mogwai's head shoots out scaring them oh he's so cute did it scare you was mm -hmm. that a jump scare no there aren't many in this okay they all look enamored by the Mogwai as Billy picks it up picks it up cuddling it like a baby Rand tells Billy that its name is Mogwai which is not true they've been calling it a Mogwai Rand mm -hmm. idiot some Chinese word he said don't know what it means but he calls him Gizmo he seems to like that the mom grabs a camera and takes a picture as the flash goes off Gizmo freaks out and jumps across the room into Rand's arms bright light bright light it cracks me up when he opens it and he's like oh hey dad it's really neat like, why do they all talk like that? I like, don't know. In, in those older movies. Gee, like, Dad. Gee, Dad, thanks. That's really swell. Do you think that's not how they talked back then? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, maybe. It just seemed very, like, rehearsed. <gasps> oh, Dad, that's really neat. I think that I the acting back then was not nearly as serious as it is now. That's true. Or maybe the writing was just more, not as, I don't know, graphic. Yeah. Gee, dad, thanks. I didn't even catch that. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, wouldn't you be like, what the fuck is this thing? I mean, yes, it's cute, right. but it's not like an animal we've ever heard of. So wouldn't, wouldn't you be like, what is this? I would be like, I'm scared. Yeah. I don't yeah. want this responsibility all of a sudden. <laughs> well, he didn't even ask creature. him. Yeah, he asked, what does Mogwai mean? He said something Chinese, but he didn't really ask, hey, mm -hmm. where'd you get this thing? Right. Yeah, like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it is cute though, let's be honest. It is cute. It's very cute. Scene six, Gizmo channels his inner Celine Dion. In Billy's room, he plays notes on the keyboard and Gizmo sings along mimicking the notes. Um, dude, this thing is pretty cute, let's mm. be honest. It's got a really good like singing yeah. voice. It does. I was it's really so impressed. Cute. I can tell you, my Furby didn't do that. No. Oh, and Rand did give Billy the three rules. Did you say that? 
Mm-hmm. No, I skipped that part. You're correct. But, but yeah, that's important. He did tell him. Yes. Yeah, so Rand does tell Billy the three rules, which we discussed earlier. Seth, do you remember the three rules? Uh, no water, mm-hmm. no light, mm-hmm. no dinner after midnight. Oh, shit. Did you like that? Did you get that out of the book? No. Oh, <laughs> wow. That actually was not on purpose. Why does Billy look so fucked up when he tells him those directions? He's like looking up and like <laughs> look, his eyes like look glazed <laughs> over like he's stroking out or something. Maybe he's high. I don't, I'm, I'm like, he didn't hear any of those like rules, I don't think, because he was just like, I don't know. Like, didn't you see his face? No, I guess I didn't know. It's like he totally zoned out when he uh, was telling it to him. Fucking kids never paying attention. <laughs> I was like, he's, he's about to miss it. Well, he clearly paying attention. attention. Missed the rules. Well, Pete's the one that fucks it up anyway. Yeah, so. Fucking Pete. Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. I forgot he was in this. Fucks everything up, that Corey Feldman. Oh, God. I was looking up the <laughs> cast, and they had like a more recent picture of him. Oh, Ye- yeah. Jesus. Yeah. looking rough. Bad. Really? Yeah. Looks oh, man. very different. So Billy grabs a Santa hat and puts it on Gizmo. He then grabs a mirror to show him what he looks like. There's some light that gets caught in the mirror, shines in Gizmo's face, and he flies off the desk. (laughs) Billy takes Gizmo into the bathroom and bandages his head where he fell into the trash can. Billy, Gizmo, and Barney all lay down for a long winter's nap and shut the light off. When they were were in that bathroom, I was like, he's going to get wet. He's going to get wet. That's what Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to do, too. Scene seven, the great orange juice bath. Billy attempts to use one of Rand's inventions to make orange juice when suddenly it all shoots out all over him. Very uh, Sleepy Hollow-esque with the blood scene, Jess. I thought of you. (laughs) It was. Just then, Alex enters from the door and brings the Peltzer's Christmas tree. Alex is Corey Feldman. We just talked about him. Alex tells him he should just buy orange juice in cartons. It's a lot easier. Have you guys ever tried to make homemade orange juice? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a fucking nightmare. Is his name Alex or Pete? I thought it was Alex. It's Pete. I thought Alex was a guy that owned the Christmas tree. Why did I lot. call him Alex? I think that's his dad. Right? Yeah, Alex owns the Christmas tree lot. Oh fuck, my bad. <clears throat> well, hey, Pete, Alex's son. <laughs> okay, I just to make sure I didn't fuck him. Like, wait a minute. It cracked me up when he was like coming in the door with the Christmas tree, and he's like, "Oh Christ!" Yeah. <laughs> like he's like and he's dressed, stuck in the door, and he's dressed as a Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh Christ! It made me think of you, Seth. Yeah. Poor kid. Be <laughs> something I, that would be me. <laughs> So back in Billy's room, Gizmo's watching TV and pretending to drive a car like in the movie. Pete sits down on the bed and accidentally covers Gizmo up. He introduces him to Pete, and Pete uh, rubs his head as Gizmo starts to purr. Just so you guys know, I've got Alex through this whole thing, so I've got to remember to say <laughs> Pete. It's really fucking me up. Well, um, and again, Pete's like, oh, it's cute. And then he goes over and starts like reading a comic book or something. Yeah, like It's nothing. Like he like, doesn't care. Yeah, these kids don't care about this poor little guy. Billy picks him up and puts him on the desk trying to get him to sing. Pete goes to pick him up and he spills a jar of water on Gizmo's back. Gizmo lays down and starts screaming and flailing around. Just then, something flies off his back and lands on the desk. It pulses and grows larger and larger. It kind of looks like a big hairball. Yeah. Is that you guys have any a better way to describe it? That's probably the best yeah. way. Or like Sonic the Hedgehog when he's yeah. a ball. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It looks so gross, like when it's happening, happening because it's oh, yeah. like bubbling up. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like it hurts. Yeah, poor Giz. I feel bad for him. I do too. Poor little Giz. More of these like, things. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just gonna say he's like, you have one job. Like there's <laughs> yeah. three rules. That's <laughs> it, dude. Uh, well, if he hadn't have zoned out, it hasn't even been true. 24 hours yet. <laughs> he's probably he's probably a heroin addict. <laughs> <laughs> snorting coke yep more of the things fly off gizmo's back and they transform from balls of hair into small gremlins they look like baby gremlins to me very small alex ca- alex fucking alex pete 
counts, and there are five gremlins that came off of Gizmo. Pete tries to touch one of them, and it nips at him, trying to bite his finger. Gizmo looks extremely sad as he looks at the other gremlins and starts to shake his head. Well, they're not gremlins yet. They're yeah, yeah. Mogwais. Gizmos. Gizmos. Okay. like little gizmos. They're little mogwai, but they're, they're gremlins, let's be honest. Billy asks him, what's the matter? So at this point, uh, based off of Gizmo's reaction, he is not happy at all about these additional Mm-mm. mogwai. So we know something's going to happen. Or so we think. Maybe they do. Maybe. maybe. Why Nothing. couldn't they have just been nice? Right. They could have sold them, made a lot of money. Wouldn't really have much of a movie if uh, that happened. All right. Rand, the grand inventor. Billy walks in Rand's workshop, and Rand starts pitching him on his new and improved bathroom, buddy. Billy pushes a button, and shaving cream shoots out all over Rand's face. Billy tells Rand that if you get Gizmo wet, he multiplies. They go go downstairs, and all the mogwai are playing in the living room and making a mess. Billy tells the tells that the new ones aren't like Gizmo and that the striped one appears to be the leader. As the gremlins or mogwai are playing, one spits out like orange is it orange juice? He spits it all over the other mm-hmm. one. Gross. Rand thinks that every kid in America would love to have one of these and it could even replace the dog. Think about it. The Peltzer pet. What do you think? But again, the dad's like, oh, your pet just multiplied randomly. But yeah. oh, cool, you know. No mm. biggie. <laughs> They're very nonchalant. Yeah. They are. Maybe you can just tell that Billy is definitely uh, Rand's kid because they're both very uh, big airheads, I think. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Gremlins just want to have fun. Scene nine. <laughs> we see Billy and Gizmo sleeping in Bill as Billy hears Barney whimpering. He gets out of bed to check on him and we see the gremlins are smiling. I think they might be giggling a little mm, bit. Yep. Outside, Billy finds Barney outside tied up in Christmas lights on the porch. Mm. In the morning, Billy tells Rand and the mother that he believes Mrs. Deagle did it to Barney. Mom's making coffee out of one of those fucking machines and did you see? It looked like black sludge was coming out. Yeah, it looked like tar. It reminds me of the uh, break room coffee. No, kind of. It's pretty sludgy. Sludge. Billy brings Gizmo to school to show him to one of his teachers. He puts a drip of water on Gizmo and he starts to multiply. The teacher uh, looks at it shocked and tells him that he'll keep one of them there and run some tests on it. Okay, couple things. This is his high school teacher, right? Yeah. Would you bring something like this to your high school science teacher and expect them to know what they're talking about? <laughs> no. Maybe as a high school student. I don't know. But he's not, right? I mean, he's I, obviously not. He's a bank teller, dude. Yeah. He's, I don't know. I think it would be weird to go back to high school as an adult and be like, yeah. hey, my old science teacher. <laughs> Hey, check girl. this out for me? Unless they're like friends randomly or something. I wonder if that was supposed to be a college Maybe he's in college, oh, and he because yeah. I took that as a high school, but maybe I did too. But when they're showing the movie later, aren't those kids younger? That's what I was. I thought mm. when they were leaving, they looked yeah. yeah like high school age. I don't know. That would be interesting though. You bring up that point to go back and have a conversation with some of your teachers. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would be just because I'm I'm kind of being a jerk, but like most of my teachers thought I was a loser and was going to amount to nothing in life, and it would just be fun to go back and talk to them. And, mm-hmm. yeah. I bet they loved you in high school. No, dude, my teachers <laughs> all hated me. It was a miracle that I made it through school. Good job. <laughs> I feel like you got a lot of uh, talking too much in class notes to your mom. Yeah, yeah. I was really bored in school because I could like pass the tests and do all of everything and not part like try whatsoever. School is very easy for me. So I distracted the class. I was a jerk. It wasn't their fault. Yeah. I didn't give them any reason to like me. 
It's not your fault you're so wicked smart. Ah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jess. (laughs) Scene 10, the lonely walk of Billy. Billy walks by the bar and sees that inside Kate is trying to get Billy's neighbor, Mr. Futterman, I think that was his name, to leave the bar. Outside, Mr. Futterman tells them, you have to watch out for them foreign cars. They put gremlins in them. As he gets into his tractor parked on the (laughs) sidewalk or whatever. Yes. Was he um, in his tractor then? Because I thought it looked like it was like a box truck type thing. It was a tractor. It had like some kind of cab over the seat. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It was like a homemade like tarp type yeah, like thing. A roof. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kate talks him into walking home as opposed to driving his tractor. As they walk away, he continues to talk to himself about gremlins. As Billy and Kate walk home in the snow, they pass some carolers. And Billy tells Kate she did a great job handling Mr. Futterman. She tells him that the mo- that she tells him that like most people around there, a lot of people get depressed on the holidays. A lot of people have lost their jobs in this town. She tells him that suicide rate is always the highest around the holidays. While some people are opening their presents, other people are opening their wrists. I thought that was like pretty Shit. deep for this kind of movie. I was like, what'd she just say? Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, I did read that the original script was much darker and it was a lot gorier. And then Spielberg and Warner Brothers made them like dull it, dull it, it down. A dull bit. it, yeah, dull it down for because they were trying to promote this as a family friendly esque movie, I guess. Mm. Okay. So um, she tells him she doesn't celebrate Christmas. She doesn't like to. She gets shitty with him about making her feel like a leper as well, which I don't remember exactly why. Again, I had a week in between watching this. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think he looked good. I was just going to say it was because he was like probing her on why. And she was like, why? Why does it matter? Like, why does everybody what is it about Christmas? Like you can dislike like Easter or whatever. She's like president's day or something yeah. and nobody cares. Yeah. But Christmas and everybody like loses their minds. And she gets That's real right, bitchy basically. real quick. Yeah. Well, we find out later, Seth, Christmas is very traumatizing for young Kate. Yes. Yeah. Well, she'll get over it. <laughs> she was having him sign a petition at the beginning of the movie to get rid of Christmas altogether. That's what that petition was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was to save some kind of landmark. <laughs> We must stop Christmas from coming. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like the Grinch. Kate's the original Grinch. Um, <laughs> as she's walking into her house, Billy musters up the courage to ask her out on a date. Kate tells him that she'd love to. Billy gets way too excited. He tells her that they can talk on the phone and square everything away. <laughs> yeah, then he just like whips his dick out right there. And slaps her in the face with it. Yeah, she starts sucking on it right on the front porch. Okay, I didn't watch that movie. <laughs> As soon as he said, let's, we'll square things away, I yeah. would have said, N- never mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> Change my mind. I have a question. Is that how people actually talk to each other back then? Like, rather than to say, hey, I'll pick you up at six on Saturday, they're like, oh, we'll talk on the phone and we'll, we'll get it squared away. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that was just a random fucking thing. I don't know, because we like text a lot now. I guess back then, like, if you didn't make the plan right then, you would have to call, right? Well, I do have a note that says, I remember always wanting to talk on AIM rather than on the phone. And I'm still, the, I'd much rather text than talk on the phone still mm-hmm. today. But I think it's because of the job I have. I'm on the phone freaking all day. But even back then, I would much rather get on AIM and chat than talk on the phone. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I miss AIM. <laughs> the little door opening and closing noise. So, <laughs> we literally <laughs> IM all day. I know, day. but it's not the same. It's not as it's not as nostalgic. I bet you if we went back and we tried to use AIM, we would hate it. Probably. 
Maybe just because then it was a new and exciting thing, and now that's we're on it all the time. Then it was like random strangers would pop yeah. in and and talk Whoa. to you. <laughs> what kind of sites were you on? I mean, that happens. Then there was all the chat Funny. rooms you could go in and like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sure, you were. <laughs> it's just like any other site where or any random person can add you. I'm sitting here silently judging you. Okay. Yeah, like Josh wasn't a My big old AIM so slut. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember you used to go in and make your little profile on there? Mm-hmm. Like say shit about yourself? Like mm-hmm. you're hoping somebody reads it and thinks you're cool? What was your like tagline on there? I don't even know. I don't know if I had one. I wasn't on there a lot. I was. I didn't get on there very often. You could see was... Josh on there with playing his Napster music with his Winamp app. and I got on the Hotmail. <laughs> you don't like, remember the Winamp? What was the Hotmail one? MSN? MSN, There yeah. was a MS... was there Yahoo Messenger too. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't on mm-hmm. that one. I just remember being on MSN all yeah, the time. MSN oh, had one. I Are rarely you... got on AIM. Oh. There used to be like three and you had to have every... Like the three windows popped up just in case somebody... Mm-hmm. And it was always the same freaking people on each one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like whatever those were the days (laughs) a walk down memory lane Mm -hmm. what was your tagline on aim seth i don't remember anymore usually people had music like some sort of line from a song was just tina i know you're a big tina turner guy what was there i don't think i had any musical tagline (laughs) okay we should all go try to sign into him and see if you can no i wouldn't even know what my email would have been (laughs) to be honest with you all right uh scene 11 a needle in a gremlin we see Billy's teacher using a long needle to draw blood from the Mogwai's hand. Back at Billy's, he's eating a plain-ass white bread sandwich and drawing. <laughs> Who eats a sandwich like this? Plain-ass white bread. It is. It's like some white bread with some meat on it. It's like, imagine how dry that sandwich mm-hmm. is. Chris, do you guys eat white bread? Um, I prefer wheat bread, but the girls eat white bread. Really? So. See, I don't buy it, but mm-hmm. like, I always think it's so weird when I see it at somebody's house because I like never buy it. I'm like, oh, you use white bread? You see, you're silently <laughs> judging me because we buy white About bread. About the bread. <laughs> we, we grew up eating white bread. It's weird. Like as sandwiches think, and stuff. I yeah. think we, for the most part, had wheat. Like, I think we mm-hmm. did have it a little bit like when we were young, but then like once we were like, I don't know, a little bit bigger, like my mom never bought it. So do you not buy wheat. bread at all, or you just buy wheat bread? No, I just buy wheat bread. Oh. I still buy, I still buy bread, but it's always I don't. wheat. I use tortillas. Tortillas? Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> Look at this fucking. I use tortillas too for taco night. <laughs> <laughs> you can make wraps with them. And wrap. Yeah, I'll yeah. make I'll make a wrap. I, I get those green wraps. Mm-hmm. Those are good too. Those are good spinach wraps. I can't do a meat wrap. <laughs> oh i can i can't do a meat wrap i can't like i don't want my sandwich in a burrito but like what about like a chick like a grilled chicken no wrap Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. you're weird oh. i'll do i'll do like an egg burrito See, I like that like eggs and bacon in a burrito yeah i don't uh-uh nope i can't do it man it's gross but so you never got like a burrito from chipotle with like chicken and stuff in it yeah it's a burrito Oh. I wouldn't. I, I just thought you meant like you can't do meat other than like breakfast meat in a tortilla. Oh no no no! Like you remember how McDonald's had the um, snack wraps? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd never eat one of those. Oh, those are good. Nope. Not yeah, see, doing. I like it. I like that kind of thing with lettuce and cheese and. All mm. that. Yeah. No, nope. just give me a sandwich. Just give yeah. me a, an old sandwich. We you get know? it. You're not a wrap guy. Not a wrap guy. <laughs> no, he's not a wrap no, guy. Not a wrap guy. He's a uh, white bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a basic bitch sandwich mm-hmm. man. Okay. Like Billy. 
No, but I toast my bread, so honestly, white or wheat, it tastes the same. So I do. But you guys are done with this conversation, right? (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Not a rap guy. Lord. All right. In a box, we see the gremlins are going crazy and bouncing around. Uh, He looks at the clock, and it's not quite midnight. He tells Gizmo to keep an eye on the other Mogwai, and he'll be back in a second. And he walks off. As he walks out of the room, we see the boxed Mogwai look at each other as if they're up to something dirty. Giz is so cute looking at the little 3D book with his glasses on. Did you guys watch this on the AMC free trial? I have AMC (laughs) from a previous free trial. So did you have to watch commercials? No. Oh, I did. I watched it on the Zon. Oh, the Zon. Amazon. Was it free on there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mine said free included with your AMC subscription. I was like, oh. Well, I must still have that. <laughs> they put some commercials in the most obscure spots in this movie. but Okay, downstairs, Billy grabs some leftovers and brings up a plate and feeds the mogwai. We see them tearing into the food, and it's super gross. It's dude. like a yeah. bucket of chicken, basically. They're like licking their lips. Yeah, and that's all zoomed in on their mouth. It was like, <laughs> ew. <laughs> Made me want to vom. Not cute now. Mm-mm. We see them tearing into the food, and it, again, it's super gross. Uh, Billy offers Gizmo some chicken, and he politely declines. He looks disgusted with the entire thing. Well, I think he knows what's going mm. on. Back at the school, the professor's eating a sandwich, a plain-ass white bread <laughs> sandwich, and we see behind them that it's 2 a.m. Mm. Fuck, shoot. Can we just, like, back it up for a second? Mm-hmm. Why did he give them, like, chicken wings? Is that what it was? Yeah, chicken it was looked like fried mm-hmm. chicken. Who the fuck feeds a pet chicken wings? He's I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I'm going to get these things a snack. What should I do? Chicken wings. Yeah, and I like how there's just a plate of it downstairs in the kitchen. And this yeah, there's nothing. There, nothing's covering it. <laughs> no. He just pulls a plate of chicken wings out of the fridge. And there's like 50 <laughs> wings on this thing. It's a stack of wings. I didn't think about it, but that's pretty accurate. <laughs> they weren't even like chicken wings. They were like chicken drumsticks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, high school kids, or I guess not high school, but young. I'm going to put these stack of wings in the fridge yeah. for later. Well, it was supposed to be leftovers, right? So they must have... Many did they make? Like a hundred? <laughs> I wish I would have invited over. They look good. They honestly. did, yeah. But it's probably KFC. No, those are homemade chicken wings. I don't know. Mm. I doubt it. All right. <laughs> so we see the professor eating a plain ass sandwich. It's after midnight. It's 2 a.m. He leaves for the night, and the sloppy ass leaves his sandwich just laying right on the counter. Mm. We see the Mogwai pull the sandwich through the cage. And we hear it eating the sandwich. We cut back to Billy lying in bed watching TV uh, with Gizmo as they both nod off. Did you notice, though? It showed the clock and it was still the same time. Mm-hmm. 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 Scene 12. Mom, what's going on here? The scene opens with Billy hollering for his mother to come upstairs. We see the Mogwai had blown up and hardened. So they were like, had these weird shells, kind of, is what it looked like. Mm-hmm. They look like alien, like. Pods, pods of some kind yeah. yeah that's a better way to describe it yeah um his mom asks if he'd fed them after midnight and he tells her no he was very careful but then billy notices his clock isn't moving and that it's on the same time it was when he went down to get the food the night before when he picks it up he finds the power cord had been cut through all the way through the cord and the clock wasn't working mom what's going on here <laughs> this kid's so dumb i face palmed mm. right then i was like yeah <laughs> the camera cuts to Pete and Billy back at school as the professor is working to cut the cage open that the gremlin was in the night before. So the cage is like all it's, uh, how do you describe this cage? 
Well, it's like about to bust open. Like the thing got so big. The yeah. thing is like yeah. about to bust out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just like it, gets, uh, it was disgusting. The professor tells them that this is called metamorphosis. They've changed their form and appearance. Back at the Peltzer house, Mrs. Peltzer is decorating a gingerbread cookie and trying to answer the telephone through a rigged up device. These devices kill me. Okay, so you just saw these alien pod things in the attic, mm-hmm. and now you're just going to go make cookies. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you? This is a real ginger dead man yeah. situation. <laughs> Was it one big ass cookie? <laughs> no, they no, were like they were, little yeah, ones. Yeah, they were tiny ones. Uh, we see Rand. He's like in an, 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 wow, he's at an inventor's event is what that seemed like to it's me. like a convention. He tells her that he knows yeah. it's Christmas Eve. He'll do what he can. As she's talking to Rand, we see one of the Blackheart and Gremlin shells start moving. The camera cuts to the bank where Mrs. Deagle asks Billy to deposit a check into her account. She asks where Barney is and tells him to watch that dog. If she catches him, he's in for a slow death. Like, what the fuck? This, this lady can eat it. <laughs> She's such a savage. I like, know. what's wrong with her? I'd be like, I'd call the fucking police or something. Yeah. Like, this bitch is out here throwing threats on my dog. He should just punch her. He that would have been good, yeah. <laughs> Not a good idea. We cut back to the professor in class showing a projector movie to his students. Um, the box that he's keeping the Mogwai in remains, um, it like, it's like starts beating. Well, the film's about heart beats of different uh, animals are like the giraffe's heartbeats at blah 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 <laughs> per second okay yeah. so then the mogwai pod starts starts pulsating mm-hmm. it zooms in on it back at billy's the shell becomes goopy and looks like they have it's like salivating yeah mm-hmm. is it begins to open his small hands with claws emerge from the shells poor little giz is hiding in a football helmet shaking he's like oh. looking at everything like yeah. you fucked everything yeah. up man <laughs> Uh, at the school the bell rings just as the box starts shaking and the teacher rushes all the kids out of the room as he walks back to the back of the room to check on the box we see that the box had opened and the shell is completely empty it's smoking and glowing green he calls Billy and tells them that the egg has hatched the camera cuts back to Billy's house and we see Gizmo hiding in the room he's hiding in the room but it's like the whole room's glowing Mm. it's green it's smoky he's clearly afraid of these things like Seth said um, back at the school, the professor's walking around the room offering the gremlin a candy bar. The gremlin starts to run around the room banging into stuff as the teacher follows uh, after him and fo- he, like, follows him to a desk that he's like stuck in or under the... He's, he's like, under the desk, okay. yeah. He tries to lure the gremlin out with a Snickers bar, sticking his hand under the desk. With Stupid. Just then we hear the gremlin say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the teacher screams and looks shocked. Yeah, so we're, I, I assumed he like bit his hand at this point or something. He's fucking him up is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like that guy in Texas Chainsaw that stuck his arm in the car. Yeah, like that. Jiggling. Just gigolo. Mm-hmm. But we also so, kind of see here that the gremlins aren't stupid either because when he's chasing him around the room, like the projector comes back on. Yes. So he's like fucking with them, obviously. Well, and they, they were obviously smart enough to get themselves transformed. Right. Mm-hmm. Which they were going for. Like mm-hmm. they strung the dog up they clipped the cord on the clock right yes at this point i can call them gremlins again right you're not gonna yell at me yeah now they're gremlins <laughs> okay thank you scene 13 billy to the rescue the scene opens with billy running into the school inside the classroom the projector reels broken and flipping around billy finds the teacher face down on the ground with a needle sticking out of his ass billy reaches for the <laughs> phone and a hand reaches up and grabs him we see the hand take the apple from the desk and it like makes this retching noise behind the desk uh, then it reaches up and grabs a vial from the desk before burrowing through the heating duct and out of the room. It's looking for something to eat because it didn't like the apple and it like mm. bit the test tube. 
Okay, yeah, that makes was, sense. Yeah. Um, Billy runs to the nurse's office to get some bandages mm-hmm. for his hand, uh, and then just randomly, this gremlin's hiding in the cupboard. Yeah, jump scare. Mm-hmm. Did that one get you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Well, I said small jump scare. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we should do our listeners' uh, favor here. How would you describe... It went from this cute, snuggly little Furby to this demon-looking... Yeah, like a monster. Yeah. It kind of looks like a bat face. Yeah, yeah. This, the skin isn't furry anymore. It's like slimy, coarse. Cool. I don't know. I guess it looks like a, a gremlin. Yeah. Hmm. It's like a non-cute version of... Gizmo yeah, because it still has the big the ears and stuff, but it's like green and nasty and big gross yeah. teeth. And So they should go to Google and just Google Gremlin. It'd be a lot easier on you and us. They yeah. look reptilish. Oh, they do yeah. look reptilish. Like, I don't know. I guess a bat is what came to mind for me, yeah. but they don't fly. Uh, we come back to Gizmo at Billy's. He's been strapped to a dartboard, and the Gremlins are throwing darts at him as he mm-hmm. whimpers like a beaten puppy. Downstairs, Mrs. Peltzer hears the sound and grabs her overly large knife. That she's using to bake <laughs> cookies with, apparently. Way too big of a knife to decorate cookies, in my opinion. She hears more sounds coming from upstairs and goes to investigate. She sees smoke coming from Billy's attic room as she walks up the stairs. She sees that the shells have hashed and there's a fog covering the floor. The phone rings when she answers it. Billy tells her that they've hashed and she has to get out of the house. Just then, um, do you, let's see, do you hear what I hear starts playing? Do you see what I see and at some point in here we see them throw gizmo down the laundry chute yes somewhere in this commotion yes um but she looks terrified uh billy rushes out of school heading for the house miss Spelter approaches the record player and turns the record off and she's walking uh as she's walking uh, glass breaks and she jumps did this get you seth no just somebody they threw something at her Damn. this is like the strangers at this point yeah <laughs> yes it, it really is <laughs> records playing she's like where the fuck what's happening if only merle haggard had been on it would have made it that much better <laughs> i will say this mom's kind of a badass though coming up oh she is she dude. ain't scared <laughs> she slowly approaches the kitchen as we see a gremlin shadow down the hall we see it but she does not of course she goes down the hall and into the kitchen she finds a gremlin eating cookies on the counter um, this thing looks absolutely evil at this point. Mm. What I noticed first was its creepy ass eyes and then its big fucking gnarly mouth. Yeah. Is this Stripe or not? Um, I don't no. know. No, because he survives. So no. The gremlin crawls into a mixing bowl and uh, as he does, Miss Pelser turns on the blender. Oh my God. And cuts the gremlin, mm. shooting bluish black blood all over the yeah. walls. Another gremlin starts throwing dishes, and Mrs. Peltzer grabs a baking dish and blocks the blows as she approaches, stabbing the gremlin with the knife. Wow, dude, she's like uh, Sarah Connor. Yeah. When this gremlin is dead, another one growls from behind her. She somehow gets the gremlin in the oven and turns it on. We see the gremlin's head explode. It's a microwave. Oh, is a microwave? Yeah. That'd make more sense. The oven would have taken a very long time to heat up, I would <laughs> So we were on our family Zoom call last night, and I was telling them we watched this, and Elena's like, oh, yeah, isn't there those scene with the microwave and the gremlin blows up? I'm like, yes. That part, <laughs> Matter like, of fact. stuck out in my mind, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, that's a really memorable part. It's like, uh, what's that, Urban Legends, where they put the dog in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they do put the dog mm-hmm. in the microwave. Oh, what a horrible way to go, huh? Except I don't feel so bad about these. <laughs> no. <laughs> Getting heated up. I wonder what that would feel like if that happened. Did, have you guys seen uh, so overheated <laughs> last house on the left the new the remake have you seen that movie Mm-mm. oh my god there's a scene where the somebody's they take rig up the the microwave and take the door off and put somebody's head in it 
but you won't feel bad. You won't feel bad about that either when you see it. But mm. it's a rough watch. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I I thought it was the oven. So thank you, Seth. Yeah. She slowly walks into the living room and approaches a massive stocking hanging directly in front of the fire. She's got two big knives now. Did you notice? Two big <laughs> knives. But can we discuss that stocking? Oh my god! It's huge. First and of all, why is it so big? Why is it right in front of the fire? I don't know. I don't know, but it's like giant. <laughs> I don't know. Looks I like a pair know. of jeans hanging there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she knocks the stocking down and finds that there was a toy in the stocking, making mm. a noise, not a gremlin. Just then, she backs up to the Christmas tree, and we see a gremlin camouflage in the tree. The tree falls on top of her. Outside of the tree, we see another gremlin opening a chest and that they're hiding in. Mm-hmm. We see Billy arriving at the house, and the tree gremlin is on the back of his mother, choking her. Here's where our sword comes into play. Yeah. Billy grabs the loose sword from the wall and decapitates the gremlin, sending its head flying into the mm-hmm. fire to burn. Behind them, the striped gremlin is standing by the curtains and blows his nose into the white curtains before breaking out the window and escaping into the night. He runs off, and we can hear him laughing. He's the leader. I don't know if we've mentioned that earlier on, but Billy said something like, oh, look at when they're cute still. Yeah. It's like, that one seems to be the leader. I don't know, but that yeah. one's an asshole. Yeah. With the white mohawk. Why's he got to blow his nose into their curtains? He's a dick. Like, come on, man. <laughs> well, gremlins, I don't, I mean, I don't know much about them, but they're supposed to just be destructive menace, menacing yeah. things, right? Like, there's always that story about the gremlin on the outside of the airplane, like. Never heard that. Yeah, I don't know what that's from. Is that from... Um, and it's like taking parts out of the engine yeah, and stuff, and only one person can see it. And That's from... The, it's the Twilight Zone movie. Is that what it's from? Yeah. I knew it was like some common thing. With John Lithgow's in it. Is and, it? Is yeah. that what it's from? Okay. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh. You should watch it. Interesting. It's I will. creepy. So this scene was shot really well. We had mm. so the point of view shots with Mrs. Peltzer in the tree. I really like because you could see. I I'm trying to describe it. The best way to describe it is you. The camera's supposed to be Mrs. Peltzer, and you see the tree, and you see the gremlin in the tree, like on mm. top of you, yeah, stabbing you. Which I thought it was shot really well. So I, I actually enjoyed that scene quite mm. a bit. Um, and then you just see her ripping at the branches, trying to get this thing off of her. Um, I also liked how the the sword scene came full circle there. So, because mm-hmm. at first I was like, "Why are we watching these idiots in this sword?" And then it finally made sense. Mm-hmm. And we can all agree, <laughs> the striped gremlin is the leader. Correct? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Scene fourteen. Doctor, doctor, tell me the news. Billy drops his mother off at the local doctor's house and goes back to their house to find Gizmo. He finds Gizmo in the laundry chute. He stuffs him in his backpack. We cut to Rand at the inventor's uh, ball, trying to call someone. I don't know why I called it a ball, but hey, let's run with it. Now we're back with Billy walking through the snow, tracking the striped gremlin all the way to the YMCA. It's the most memorable scene for me from this movie. Seth, what does YMCA stand for? Youth Ministries. I don't know. Something. Do you know? Do you know? I don't. I actually don't know. I thought it was Young Men's Club of America, but I really have no idea. I didn't look it up. Oh, I thought you looked it up. Mm -mm. I thought you would know, honestly. I don't go to the Y. You're old. I feel like now we have to look yeah, it up. Yeah, somebody Google that. Young men. <laughs> Maybe it is young men. Young men. I don't even know if that's what they're saying. <laughs> I don't know now that you said that. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. Billy reaches through the cracked window and opens the door. Inside, sword in tow, Billy walks through the halls with a flashlight looking for the demon gremlin stripe. Out of nowhere, the fire alarm starts to sound as the gremlin jumps out of a cabinet and knocks Billy down, scratching him. That was a jump You're scare. Right. 
That's it, Young Men's Club of America? No, it's oh. Young Men's Christian Association. Oh, God, I'm not going there then. I like my version better. Like, why? Why just young men? Young men. Because obviously we know that women and children go. Well, as there well. are, aren't there YWCAs? No, not I that I know. <laughs> I don't think so. No? I'm sure, it, like in the beginning, it must have been for something and then they just evolved into I think yeah, yeah. that's just how it was founded and because then couldn't yeah. you like couldn't people like stay there and stuff at one time i'm pretty sure like a I long time ago i think that that's like still a thing oh, really? if you like really need it i oh. think that they offer shelter i'm pretty yeah. sure they at least let you like use the bathroom and like shower yeah. and stuff but i think at like oh. one time people could like stay there like it was kind of like a shelter yeah sort of yeah hmm. i think you are right. i didn't know that yeah Hell, I didn't even know the name. I didn't no. know it stood for that. I didn't either. Did you Google for w, uh, YWCA? <laughs> I did not. I'm telling Should you, I? they're out there. They're out there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Mm. Uh, so Stripe had jumped out of the cabinet and knocked Billy down, scratching him. While Billy's down, the gremlin dives into the school swimming pool and sinks to the bottom. It was the fuse panel because okay. Billy was going to try to turn the uh, alarm off. Okay. okay. Uh, just my, put some a, context here. It wasn't my, some random cabinet. My sincerest of apologies. Just, I, just so we can put this to bed, there is a <laughs> I told you. Yeah, Did I Women's not? Christian Association. Huh. Boom. Yep. There's one in Dayton. Young mom. There's one in Piqua. There's one in Columbus. Boom. Done so deal. they must still do like some kind of overnight sheltering and stuff. Or why would they have them separate? Right. I'm thinking so. Young woman. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Okay. There's a place you can go. Isn't that what they say? Now I'm going to have that awful song in my head. <laughs> Better know I think shit. You, nothing you're saying is in the yeah. song. <laughs> Except for the young man part. Yeah, I think I'm pretty that sure is. that's it. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm hilarious. Uh, Anywho, the pool. Starts to glow green. Steam and bubbles come oh, up. Oh, shit. As we hear the gremlins scream as they're duplicated. It'd really kind of be shitty to be a gremlin because you just get water thrown on you to duplicate there's no yeah. no banging no you know sexual I mean? intercourse no mm-hmm. are these all men are they all boys do we know i don't know mm. okay mm. there's ones dressed up as women later i was gonna say hmm. was gonna say was you yep what were you gonna say them lips <laughs> yeah there's one with red lipstick what? on the the gremlin <laughs> Not labia. We're talking about lips. Face lips. Oh my god. <laughs> Why do you always go face right? lips? I always go right to labia all the time. I don't know. I just think of the one that's dressed up like a chick and it's got yeah. those huge lips. Yeah. Mm. Huge. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. It's a different movie. <laughs> Scene fifteen. I think this kid's drunk. Billy's at the police station and is explaining to the two drunk police officers what the fuck's going on. They don't believe a word he's saying and start cracking jokes. Billy tells them to dim the lights and he'll show them. We cut to the street where we see the striped demon gremlin leading a massive army of gremlins down the street. This but, is the first part of the movie where I was like, man, these effects are terrible. Yeah, this looked mm-hmm. really bad. Yeah. But honestly, did it for 1984? Maybe it wasn't... Compared not- to the rest of the movie? Yeah. I don't know. Then, like, back then when i watched it i thought it was creepy and like yeah. good but yeah seeing stuff now it's like yeah i was like oh that's <laughs> yeah. clearly like a model of a town and right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing with cgi is it's it doesn't 
doesn't age well. Um, the TV cuts to Billy's neighbor and wi- uh, we cut to Billy's neighbor and wife watching TV as the TV goes out. We see that outside the gremlins are on the roof of the house messing with the antenna. Goddamn foreign TVs. I told you we should have bought a Zenith. Oh <laughs> Pissed off by the lack of grade A network television, the neighbor goes outside to check his signal. He should have went to uh, Gerald's. He has cable. Mm-hmm. He looks up and there's nothing on the antenna. He hears muttering in the garage and goes to look. As he approaches the garage, the tractor comes barreling out of the garage, being driven by a psychotic gremlin. Um, I have a note, but honestly, I don't remember. I said, what the fuck is going on with this music? Was there like some funky music going on? That's or like the gremlin theme song. Yeah. I think it's the first time we hear it. Okay, gotcha. And I remember this scene being scary now that I've seen uh-huh. it again. I was like, oh, this scared the shit out of me. Really? Yeah. Okay. The gremlins drive the tractor into the house straight through the wall. The two neighbors are trapped as the gremlins drive the tractor into them, killing them. Um, Did this guy not pick the absolute worst fucking route to try to get away from these yes well i probably didn't assume it would drive into the house yeah but of all the directions you could go he goes right into the house and mm. right to the wall and stops yep. yeah <sighs> man idiot okay scene 16 patriotic little fella Annie. A freeze puts his mail into a post office. It's like a pickup box. Uh, we hear the gremlins. There's clearly a gremlin inside. It's called a mailbox. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it wasn't like a, his mailbox. It was like one of those uh, drop-off boxes. Yeah, a, a public mailbox. Okay, whatever. Who uses the mail anyway? So, In the center of town, there's a gremlin messing with a traffic light causing accidents. Back in the police station, the sheriff is playing with Gizmo, who's wrapped in a flag. He gets a call telling them about the tractor accident, and they take off. We cut to the striped gremlin outside of Mrs. Deagle's house. I have a general movie question. Okay. Or movie question. Go Why ahead. is it always a sheriff? It's never like the city police or mm. it's always a sheriff, even though That's they're in true. town. And you know, they're not like the one to respond to this type no, of stuff it's normally. Like, almost all these movies are like that. I think, in my opinion, I could be wrong. I think that when you think of a sheriff's office, you think of like a small town. There's, there's usually only a couple of them. Mm-hmm. There's not. Yeah, maybe. Because like Halloween, it was always the sheriff's mm-hmm. office, mm-hmm. even though they're in a town. Right. What do they, they don't say the sheriff's office and Jeepers Creepers, do they? Don't they say the police station? I don't remember. I felt I like they maybe they did say the sheriff. Did they? I maybe think they so. did. I just wondered because it always seems like it's the sheriff. Well, do you ever notice that it's always like one or two people? Yeah. It's yeah. never like a big mm-hmm. police task force. It's no. probably, I think it's supposed to make it feel like there's not a lot of help. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I'm get, I pulled that out of my ass. Could be completely <laughs> wrong. Like, Jess, can we go to the YMCA and find out if that's right? Yeah, sure. Young man. Inside, we see Mrs. Deagle talk, uh, taking her chairlift down the steps with her cat. Uh, this woman's house is a fucking <laughs> nightmare of a mess. It's a huge yeah. house, though. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Deagle hears Christmas carolers and starts to complain. She runs outside with a pitcher of water to throw on the carolers and realizes that it's actually the gremlins. Did you notice her cat's name was Dollar Bill? No, <laughs> really? <laughs> I think you're supposed to think she's like a greedy she is. Like landlord, has all this money, but... Yeah. We, we have a friend that's that same way. Mm-hmm. Inside the house, we can see that a gremlin is messing around with the wiring on Mrs. Deagle's chairlift. Mrs. Deagle runs back inside, sits down on the chairlift. As she hits the bottom of the chairlift, it takes off like 100 miles an hour. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Shoots her all the way up the steps and out the window into the street right in front of the police car. 
This the, is like the main scene I remember from this movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the police see Grimm was attacking another uh, another neighbor dressed as Santa. The Grimm was attacking him. Get all the way to the police car, and rather than help the guy, they roll their window up mm-hmm. and leave. Real great protectors, aren't and they? And during all this, there's a gremlin cutting the brake lines of the car. Oh, should I miss that? Yeah. The camera cuts <laughs> to a uh, little Pete. Pete. Okay, again, I got Alex. <laughs> Pete fighting the gremlins uh, with a slingshot out of his bedroom window. We cut back to the police car and see that the police car crashes into a truck and it flips the car. That's why it crashes, because the brakes don't work. That makes more sense mm-hmm. now, Seth. A gremlin watching starts to laugh uncontrollably. We cut back to Billy and he and Gizmo get to uh, get that car started. Finally, they're able to drive off on the radio. We hear Rockin' Ricky getting attacked over the radio. Mm-hmm. Does that have any significance? Rockin' Ricky? In because he was like credited on the. No, not that I know of. Okay. Maybe he was like a famous. Maybe then. Radio oh, that could personality. be. Yeah, that could be. Scene 17, Rand in the blizzard. The scene opens with Rand snowed in and pitching a smokeless ashtray to a gentleman. We cut the gremlins uh, trashing a bar as one is hanging from the ceiling. Real quick note, this is actually where I restarted watching the movie. Oh, the bar scene? Uh, The Rand pitching the smokeless. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so the, again, the Grimmels with the bar, they're hanging from the ceiling. They're trashing the place. They're drinking beer, eating popcorn, smoking cigarettes. The bar's full of them. Oh, just chaotic. Why does Kate keep serving them? Just get out of there, Kate. I'm, I, I thought that too, it's but like I think she's like trapped. Yeah. Like she can't get out. I do love, and I, I like this about old, old movies is that you get to see those old vintage beer cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish they mm-hmm. would come back out with those. Cause those would look really cool. That whole bar scene was like another super memorable scene. Yeah, I yeah. remember them like hanging on the fans or whatever. Mm. Yeah, so they're again hanging on the fans. They're playing poker. One of them's giving a puppet show. They're like <laughs> dancing to music. And it was like jazzercise, the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have. I said, okay, this scene really lost me. Why? I think it's because I watched the movie, stopped, and then started right here. Yeah, if it came uh-huh. into it right here. Uh, the bartender, Kate, tries to light one of the gremlin's cigarettes and notices that it doesn't like the fire. She grabs her Polaroid and starts flashing the camera at, as the gremlins freak out. We had that exact same Polaroid growing up. You did? Yeah, oh, yeah. with the flash bar on top. <laughs> so your regular Polaroids didn't have a flash? No, you had to buy the flash bar and it had like, I don't know, five or six flashes in it and then oh, you had to gosh. replace it. Oh, really? Yeah. This must be expensive, mm-hmm. huh? It probably was then. Um, just before she gets to the door, one shoots at her, but Billy pulls up in the car, in the car, and he like saves her. Of course, Billy, the savior, mm-hmm. knew she was there. Went right there. When they get in the car, it won't start again, so they have to make a run for it. Like, what a shitty piece! Why the of- fuck did he turn it off? <laughs> uh, good question. Stupid fuck. <laughs> As they're running, you can see all the destruction behind them. Lights are flashing. Signs are going off and on. The gremlins are everywhere. and People are driving uh, into shit, driving into each other. They're running. Everybody's going crazy. Complete chaos. Uh, they enter what was once the bank, which has been completely destroyed. Billy tells Kate that they're gremlins, just like Mr. Futterman said. As they search the bank, Kate tells Billy that she now has another reason to hate Christmas. Oh, my God. This story she tells. Here we go. Like... Okay. Hot mess express. Dude, she's ridiculous. The worst thing that's ever happened to her was on Christmas. Christmas Eve, she was nine. They were decorating the tree, waiting on her dad to come home. He never did. The police began to search. After five days, they found nothing. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing. That's when they noticed the smell. 
They pulled her father out of the chimney. He had climbed down the chimney, dressed as Santa Claus, arms full of presents. He had slipped and broken his neck instantly. That's how they found him. That's how she found out there was no Santa Claus. So I'm assuming the intention was to make that the most ridiculous story. Because there's uh, no way a person could even fit down a fucking chimney. Okay. I have a few. I, I, I've, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. What? He fell and broke his neck immediately. Yeah. On what? I don't right? know. I just figured you'd slip and get stuck if you could even get in a chimney. How'd he get in? The ch- exactly. So if he fell and broke his neck, how'd he get in the chimney? I don't know. And why would he go down the chimney with an arm full of presents? Mm-mm. He wouldn't fit. There is no, unless it's some like castle chimney, maybe. Right. Did the mom Are not there know like- he did this every year? Why didn't she look in the chimney? Are there like bars inside of a chimney that you can climb down into a chimney? Not like in a normal house. I, I don't mean that to be like a stupid question. I'm no. just curious if that's an actual no. thing. The only thing that's in there is a flute. Is that what they call it? Flu. A flu. <laughs> that you can open and close. Yeah. <laughs> Not a flute. But it's at the top, isn't it? Mm, no, it's at the bottom. Because the lever is at the bottom. It so just like shuts a door. does it block rain and stuff from getting in? I don't know because my chimneys don't have anything on them and rain doesn't come down. Shit. See, I always thought they were more up toward the top so that stuff couldn't climb in. Because you think about it, animals could get in Usually there's like down. a screen or something on top. Mm, okay. But I mean the opening flute. on like a, I mean they're not. There's a flute. They're not that big. You <laughs> see him like picking up a flute and like playing Yeah. <laughs> like you might be able to stick your foot in the hole, but. Mm. Yeah, this isn't Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, okay? You can't go down the chimney because of think, the flute. I think they just made it a ridiculous story to go with the movie. I mean. Well, again, they actually wanted to uh, cut this scene from the movie. Not this scene, but this particular story. It was kind of a slow part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a note about it later. We can talk more about it later. Okay. But, um, so scene 18, don't worry about the smoke, sir. It's guaranteed. We see Rand leaving the convenience store with an arm full of, is it booze he's got? I don't know if that's... Arms full of bottles I and shit? I think so, yeah. Wait, who? Rand. When he leaves the store, he's... he's in, oh, like, I can't really tell. Okay, it looked to me got. like he had a bunch of bottles of liquor and wine and stuff, but... um. As the store clerk, as he's leaving, we see the store clerk's holding that smokeless ashtray, and the fucking thing is just rolling smoke, dude. So another failed invention by Rand. I had a smokeless ashtray once. That's a thing? They were, yeah. They don't They don't work. Uh, well, clearly that one was smoking like crazy. <laughs> we cut back to Billy and Kate and Gizmo leaving the bank. The town is smoky and looks deserted except for the destroyed cars and fire. Um, did you notice the eerie Christmas music in the back? The silent night playing? Yeah. Yeah thought that was cool billy says it's going to be light soon they're probably somewhere together where it's dark and hiding the three walk up to the movie theater and we see that they're all inside the theater eating popcorn eating candy as a few of them are trying to get the projector reel going snow white and the seven dwarfs starts to play as the gremlins begin laughing dancing and singing they're having a really great time hi ho hi ho they start singing along kate and billy sneak behind the screen looking for the boiler room as the gremlins continue to watch the movie billy untightens one of the pipes to the boiler to get the gas to begin to leak out from the boiler. He lights a rag on fire, telling Kate and Gizmo, let's go. As they exit the boiler room and walk behind the screen, the movie stops and the gremlins see them through the screen, their shadows. As they run out of the building, um, the gremlins are chasing them and we see that they're actually able to barricade the door shut with a board. I think that's kind of BS. Don't know if that'd really be likely, but they do it. So somewhere in this chaos before, Stripes 
leaves the theater to go to that like candy store or whatever it is yes. next door. What did he want? Milk duds? He saw something in the window, some kind of mm. chocolate bar. Or... Okay. So yes, they're all trapped in there except for Stripes. He Good went to plenties. The, the candy store across the <laughs> street. They're able to get down the street behind a car as the movie theater begins to explode. Billy and Kate see that Stripe had left the theater to go get more candy. Um, they uh, walk over and Billy breaks the glass out of the window and goes after him into the... It's not a candy store, though. I think it's a convenience store or something because they're like in a bub. But then I feel like we end up in a mall because it's like a department store. That's what it is. It's a department yeah. store. Yeah. So they have candy. They have mm. furniture. They have everything. Billy tells Kate that they have to get him before he gets wet or he'll it'll start all over again. He hands Kate... I don't know why I start calling her Katie. He hands Kate Gizmo and tells her to take him and try to find a light switch. Billy walks around the convenience store looking for Stripe. Uh, she does find the control center and she's like turning like the ads on over the PA for like ever. I'm like, okay, this isn't but the, like, the She's lights. like an idiot. Like you can't find a light switch. You're turning on like every other <laughs> device you can in that room. <laughs> so Billy walks on the toilet aisle. We see the stripes hiding with the stuffed animals. As uh, Billy walks by, stripes starts throwing things at him. He knocks him down, narrowly missing his head with a freaking saw blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see stripe take off on a tricycle down an aisle. At the same time, Gizmo is sneaking around on the floor, crawling on his stomach. <laughs> Stripe turns on the automatic baseball machine and hits Billy with the balls, knocking him down. He climbs up on a rack with a crossbow and says, bye-bye, and shoots him in the arm with a crossbow. He goes to shoot him again, and Billy grabs a, a boom box, and he like holds it up, and the boom yeah. box explodes. This is getting ridiculous. Uh, Stripe runs, or, yeah, he, so he shoots him again. The boom box blows up. Stripe runs as Billy at Billy with a chainsaw, and he like blocks it with a wooden bat. Keep <laughs> yeah. in mind, this is a wooden bat he blocks his chainsaw with. We cut the gizmo driving through the store in a small car. Like a Barbie car, maybe? Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> Uh, we see Kate's breaking into the control box and turning the lights on as Stripe's chainsaw is almost through Billy's bat. As the lights turn on, Stripe falls backwards and drops the chainsaw, uh, which it actually, when the teeth of the chainsaw hit the floor, it like takes off and it like drags him out of sight. So it unplugs. Yes. He finds a fountain with water and we cut to Rand and the dog, Barney, showing up in town as the sun begins to come up. Barney jumps out of the car and happens to be ironically right in front of the convenience store Mm -hmm. where Billy's at. We cut the gizmo driving to the store and hooking up with Barney. Billy walks into the the plant area as Stripe says his name and starts shooting at him with a gun, missing him by inches. This kid almost died in this last 45 seconds, like 12 times. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was a lot of action going on. Yeah. Uh, And it's kind of violent for like a family movie because, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Stripe sticks his finger in the fountain and we see the back, his back starts to bubble. Just then Gizmo ramps up a shovel in the car and into the room. He pulls a cord, which allows the light in the to come in the room. And we see Stripes start to melt. Ew. He's turning green. He's smoking. He falls down into the water. Rand shows up and gives Kate his scarf to wrap Gizmo in as Billy uh, investigates the fountain. As he gets closer, Stripe jumps out of the fountain onto the ground, scaring Billy. Did it get you? It actually didn't. But it was like Damn. a gross skeleton with like skin hanging off. Like it was pretty nasty looking. Yeah, it was definitely a skeleton, like a green yeah. liquidy mm-hmm. bubbling skeleton yeah, type gross. thing. Um, all right, scene 19, the final scene. Back at the Pelzer house, we see Billy, Kate, and Rand watching the news, discussing the events of the evening. Mrs. Pelzer says she's going to make Gizmo some soup, and as she turns around, she almost walks directly into the grand... Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi, (laughs) the Chinaman from the beginning of the movie. 
This guy's like a ninja. Mm-hmm. Rand tells Mrs. Peltzer that he is a gentleman who sold him the Mogwai. The Chinaman says, sold. Interesting choice of words. <laughs> And throws Rand's money back on the couch. The man yells at Rand for teaching him to watch television. The man begins to talk to Gizmo in another language as he picks him up and puts him in the box. Mr. Miyagi starts to bitch at Rand that he's done with the Mogwai as humankind has done with all of nature's gifts. He does not understand it. You are not ready. As the man turns to leave, Gizmo talks through the box. The man tells Billy that Gizmo has something he'd like to say to him. Billy asks him if he can talk to him. The man says... To hear, one only has to listen. There's a lot of, lot of knowledge going on mm-hmm. right now, guys. Mm-hmm. He opens the box and Gizmo says, Bye, Billy. Aww. Did you cry? I got a little emotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. The Mind man- you, by this point in the movie, I actually started drinking. So. <laughs> okay. Well, he gets a little a emotional little when he's drinking. He also eats other people's Arby's sandwiches, people. Oh, when you don't yeah. bring curly fries. The man tells Billy that maybe one day he'll be ready and Gizmo will be waiting for him when he is. Before the man can leave, Rand tries to give him a smokeless ashtray as a gift. He tells him that the man at the gas station tried to sell him one. Latest in technology. It's very generous of him. He's sure it will come in handy. The man leaves the house and walks down the front of the sidewalk in the snow as Billy, Kate, Rand, and Mrs. Peltzer watch. We see the Chinaman walking down the street as Rand says, well, that's the story. So if you're air-conditioned goes on the fritz or if your washing machine blows up or if your video recorder cocks out before you call a repairman turn on all the lights check all the closets and cupboards look under all the beds there might just be a gremlin in your house the end i like this movie i could tell you got excited there i didn't do the voiceover work the justice that ran dead though unfortunately no Are you okay? Are you going to make it or what? Mm-hmm, child. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, let's let's rate this thing. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's gross. This is HMC 28. Oh, my gosh. So many episodes. So many episodes. So we rate every moody. Moody. We rate every moody <laughs> on a zero to five average. Not average. Stabby's rating will average them at the end. I can't fucking talk, people. Mm-mm. Our highest rated movies to date are going to be Texas Chainsaw, The Ring, The Conjuring, and Rob Zombie's Halloween with an average of 4.7 stabbies, followed by Scream with a 4.6. Bringing it up the rear, Seth. Ginger Dead Man, Jess, you took the bottom spot. Finally, I fell out of that spot. With a .7. (laughs) Then Killer Cotton with a 1.5 average stabbies rating from the horror movie crew. Oh, man, I'm excited. Seth. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to rate this or what? Yeah. What do you got for us? I'm going to give this a four. Ooh, a, f- a solid four. Yeah. One for a lot of nostalgia reasons because it was one of the first horror, the first horror movie I remember watching. Okay. And I think for what the movie was supposed to be, it was good because it was supposed to be campy, you know, and kind of corny. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I thought it was well done. Well done movie. Mm-hmm. That's why you picked it. Yep. Okay. Jess, what do you give? Gremlins. I also gave it a solid four. Yeah. Wow. I like can believe when you said that. Yes. Fours on four. I was wondering why you made that strokey face at me. I was like, <laughs> like I, I couldn't believe it. You gave it a solid four too. That makes me sick. Can you do it again? 
There yeah. it is. <laughs> Basically okay. that. All right. I like it a lot. I like the face a lot. <laughs> Any particular reason you gave it a four? Um, I think because of the nostalgia, mm-hmm. for sure. It was like one of the first ones I remember watching. Um, and I also, it's so different mm. yeah. from other movies. I don't know. It's kind of ahead of its time. I feel like a little bit on that type of thing. So yeah, it tries to make a family-friendly horror film. Right. <laughs> like, you don't see that very especially much. Especially in the 80s. Yeah. Right? Anymore. So is this going to be on your regular rewatch list? I'll probably watch it again. It would be, yeah. Yeah. I would like Willow to watch it like at some point. I agree. I think it would be a good starting movie for. That's almost like a Christmas movie. I think it's like it could be considered like a cult classic, right? Yeah, Mm. definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I think I didn't do myself any service by the way I watched this movie. I probably should have started it over and then picked up and rather than just picking up where I left off when I first started it I really liked it I really enjoyed it I was like oh I'm gonna like this movie a lot and then I stopped and I came back a week later and then the second I just hated it wow I was like oh this movie's terrible I don't know why it's not like it changed it did though it's almost like a completely different movie because it was like the little creatures and I kind of forgot some of the backstory and um, so I think that is going to, and again, it's my own fault for doing it, but I won't say I hated it. I just didn't like it as much as I thought I'd liked it. Oh. So, yeah. uh, I'm going to give it a three stabbies rating for me. That's not terrible though. No, that's still not bad. That's not terrible. Um, I think it, it probably would have been more like a three and a half had I just watched it all the way through, but I'm going to go with a three from me. Ooh. Do you know? I should do jingles, dude. I wonder if I have any future in jingles. Let's jump over to Rotten Tomatoes real quick. The critics of Rotten Tomatoes on 72 counts gave it an 85%. The audience at Rotten Tomatoes on 452,000 ratings gave it an average of 78%. And IMDb came in at a 7.3 out of 10 on 196,000 ratings. So pretty favorably rated. Yeah, you ever notice that IMDb is always like 7.1 or 7.3? Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. But I bet a lot of these ratings are have to do with nostalgic, too. I could see that. Because I don't know if like a 20-year-old watch this now, if they would appreciate it the same. That's true. Well, I mean, I had never seen it. So for me, you know, that's kind of... But I liked it, and up again, until I stopped watching it and picked back <laughs> up. So I don't know. Uh, we at the, at the HMC, and again, if you're going to Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb to find out if you like a movie you're crazy, you should come talk to us. Yeah. We're the ones that know what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. We gave this movie, are you ready, Seth? A 3.7 average stabbies rating oh, for wow. the horror movie. Crew, that equates to about a 73% if you were going to do it out of percentages like the other folks do. So we so enjoyed that, it. That ties it with Friday the 13th. Is that where it's at? Yeah. Oh, man. Were you worried? Were you like, oh, this is going to be at the bottom? Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm looking at this one. No, never mind. Sorry. 3.7 puts it tied with Skeleton Key, Friday the 13th, and Above Ghost Ship. Yeah. Just just below uh, Get Out. Wow. Wow. That's exciting stuff. Set. 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 And now Josh is going to read from this Gremlins book. No, no. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, not. The budget for the movie, $11 million. It made $212.9 million. Wow. Made a lot of money. Yeah. That is wild. That's wild. Well, it's a Steven Spielberg movie, so it makes sense. True. So I think, you know, you tag that name on there, you're going to make a lot of money. Are you ready for getting lit and talking shit? Mm-hmm. 
as always, I have some thoughts after watching. First one, very important, Jess. Do these fucking people not feel bad for all of the people they just killed due to their inability to watch a little Furby? I'm thinking not. I think they're only thinking survive. Yeah. There was no mention whatsoever that, hey, this is our fault. The neighbor, Mr. Futterman's yep. dead. Yeah. The brilliant science teacher that Let's left be his... Honest, though. Mr. Futterman was on his way there <laughs> himself. <laughs> He's trying to drunk drive a tractor yeah. around town. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so Fair point. Fair point. Okay, I'll give you I feel you like that. you've kind of hit bottom when you're trying to drunk drive a tractor yep. through town. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. I was going to say, that sounds like something we would do. But we haven't. I could see us here one Friday like, well, we're almost out of beer. They're, the drive through's <laughs> open. Let's hop on old. I don't have a tractor, but the science teacher was asking for it, drawing its blood. He was kind of it. a dick with that. He's like, yeah, "Oh, okay. it's not gonna hurt." Gonna hurt Jam. Let me just stick it, it through your fucking hand. Yeah. I feel like you guys are being a little like. I know Gizmo's cute, and you guys, you know, you felt like the Furby thing was cool, but like, come on, that's how they treat these animals in these places. They're not nice to them. Like a lab rat. Yeah. Yeah. Mean. I think that they deserve to die. The lab rats? <laughs> no, the mean. No, the mean. The people. Oh, like, I was like, fuck. That's what I was saying. I feel like the teacher deserved yeah. it because he was like meddling. And Mrs. Deagle, not sad about that no, one. No, uh-uh. obviously. Fuck. She's a terrible person. She sucks, dude. Anybody that's willing to put a dog in a dryer on high heat, I'll give you low heat, okay? Just torture it a little bit. It's like she was fantasizing about killing that dog. Yeah, she probably masturbated to it. She's like, I'm going to put it in the microwave. It's going to have a slow death. Yeah. <laughs> She like, probably put a stu- she probably put a stuffed animal in the dryer and like sat there and watched it and, like. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, wow, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's how we feel about it. Yeah, and then <laughs> who else died? So the cops died, but they were dicks for leaving that guy behind. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, anyway. so. Again, the movie for me, maybe it was, you guys watched it straight through. I didn't, but for me, the movie took a very odd turn right at that bar scene, and it kind of lost me, because it went from, like, the movie was fairly serious, mm-hmm. with a serious undertone, then you get there, and it was it was almost like they were going for comedy. Well, to me, that was, like, the peak of the chaos. And see, that's why it's, conf- I thought it was weird that you started to not like it, because mm-hmm. I thought it got better mm-hmm. towards the end, because I felt like I was bored okay. in the beginning. Like, it's very slow to get to the point of... All the gremlins actually coming out and whatnot. Okay, that was my fault then. So I, I shouldn't... I did, but I shouldn't, I guess, have deducted points for that. I should have just went based off how I initially... Because I don't think it ended poorly either. Because um, I, I mean, that scene shows the gremlins have all these different, like, personalities and yeah. they're not all the same. Like, you had, like, the... That's true. One doing the jazzercise, the one's playing poker. There's that one, like, jazz emo dude with the fedora on smoking the cigar. Mm-hmm. There's the robber. He's got the mask on with the gun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. So yeah. it basically they come out and they all have these different personalities mm. um, and it really portrayed all of them. Yeah. And they were down in some beer. Yeah. yeah. It's like, whoo. It almost made it seem like they wouldn't really bother anybody. It's just Stripe. It's like he was yeah. like leading them mm. to One do bad things. One bad seed. That's it. That's all it takes. <sighs> just as one with the big giant lips. <laughs> <laughs> he was so confused like, i was a little confused but you know what are you gonna that do that was definitely the slutty gremlin yeah you think so <clears throat> oh yeah she was dressed like a slut 
the boy dressed like a woman? Mm-hmm. Her name was probably Gina. <laughs> Gina. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that from? Gina? Yeah. I'm not sure. It's Is it 40-Year-Old Virgin? No. no. Mm, is it maybe. like the Millers or something? I think it might be 40-Year-Old Virgin. I think it's 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> yeah, it is. Where Her name's Gina. <laughs> One of the dates he goes on. I think it is, dude. Yeah. All right. So the original script... <laughs> so the original script of this movie was a lot gorier uh so the dog initially gets eaten the mom gets decapitated and her head gets thrown down the stairs uh but spielberg and dante and warner brothers all agreed to tone it down and make it more family friendly for the audiences um i don't know i kind of would have liked to have seen that i don't know i feel like it probably did as well as it did because it was more family friendly yeah. I think that would have ruined it for me. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I like that it was kind of goofy. Yeah. I like that the mom was a badass and yeah. fought um, them all off. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I guess I I don't know. Maybe a director's cut would be cool to see how they originally had it planned out. I don't know, I just thought it would, would be cool to see it. it. It might actually be a good one to be remade, revamped mm. with so like a straight, CGI now. Like a horror film and not... Oh yeah, can't be. Oh, yeah. They could make them a little bigger. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. They could make this really scary if they wanted to. I'd watch it for sure. Shoot, I'd watch it. I would too. We could go down to the YMCA for Friday night movie nights. Yeah, <laughs> young man. It might make you watch a Christian film. Well, we could. I don't know. We'll figure that the out. The Buttercream Gang. What is that? How <laughs> is that? You never seen that? No. Oh my god, it's like a. I I think it's a Christian show, but I had like um the vhs of it and it's like these boys that they're like best friends and like one's a troublemaker and like <laughs> he's like pulling these guys with him and they're like oh we gotta split apart like billy's starting to be bad <laughs> and like this and that they make buttercream but or what are they they're just called the buttercream gang and i don't know i can't remember why but they were like besties <laughs> I and then- i know why uh-huh <laughs> I don't know. Somebody needs to like let me know if they've like watched this before, and I'm not the only person. You might have to post about it. Yeah. Who remembers the buttercream gang? The buttercream. Aren't those Veggie Tale things like a Christian cartoon? Uh, yeah. 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 Mm. I would not have guessed. That. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will you sit at home and watch Veggie Tales? I've never actually seen it with Mrs. Carmody. <laughs> All right. So the Kate dad scene. Um, this was apparently a nod to a popular urban legend. I meant to look it up, but I never did. Have you guys ever heard this urban legend? No. No. Okay, we'll have to look that up. But um, again, Spielberg and Warner Brothers wanted to cut the scene. They couldn't tell if it was supposed to be funny or it was supposed to be sad. But Dante insisted that they leave it because it's a perfect metaphor for the movie itself. Is it supposed to be funny or is it supposed to be like a horror movie? So mm-hmm. that's why they left it in. I'm with you, Seth. I thought it was a little like, what? Like, what? Yeah, the story was so ridiculous. Yeah. Because she was, like, crying, like, trying to come down the chimney with an armful of presents. I'm like, what? Was it the <laughs> acting that did it, or was it just the story The story. General? Okay. Like, if he okay. had said, if she said he just slipped on ice outside and broke his neck on the sidewalk, okay, then it would have been sad. Or he slipped on the roof and fell off the roof. Yeah. But yeah. even then, he was still making an attempt to go down the chimney. Doesn't make a lot of sense. No. You're right. Yeah. Unless maybe it was that chimney from um, Trick or Treat. Remember the dude's chimney or the dude's fireplace was like. Oh, like a walk-in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a walk-in. <laughs> it was like that, maybe. Uh, all right. I love to spot here. Any open topics you guys want to discuss that we didn't talk about yet? I don't think so. Okay. Nothing you want to bring up? 
All right. Just this sweet 80s Gremlins book I found in my parents' attic. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So Seth brought this Gremlins book. It says Gizmo and the Gremlins, Story 2. It's actually a book on record, but I don't have the record. Oh, somebody wrote in it. Probably my bitch sister. <laughs> it says 8675309. Yeah, that would have been her. <laughs> Does it really say that? 8675309. It's a hard one to fuck the words up to. It's Jenny. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so this is the story that, of the movie we watched, correct? Yeah, that's like the first part. So it's an um, um, illustrated movie or illustrated book of what we just watched. Uh, not as violent, though, it doesn't look like. No, and it only goes up to the part where they like, I don't even think they hatch yet, do they? Uh, they do hatch, and that's when it kind of... There was like four or five books. I'll have to see if I can find them the all. Sh- the pods look like Ninja Turtle shells. They do. Yeah, they do. So, so yeah. we'll have to post a picture of this on Instagram. Yes. We will do that. All right, kids, let's end this thing with some HMC favorites. Seth, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Mm. I think I'm going to go with Mrs. Deagle's death chair just because I, I really remember that from the first time I watched it. The flying mm. chair scene. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's fair. Jess, what was your favorite scene? The bar scene. The bar scene. The bar scene was my fave. It was like one of my most memorable ones. I just always remember them like holding onto the fans yeah. and like spinning it's a great around. Scene. I don't know why. It's a good scene. Yeah. I, gotta, I, I go did ahead. think the same thing though. I'm like, why does she keep fucking serving them? Yeah. Like, I, come on. Maybe she was trapped yeah. in there though. I assume she was stuck. Uh, for me, it's I'm about to piggyback. I really didn't like Mrs. Deagle, so probably that scene with the chair lift um, was one of my favorites probably. Uh, Jess, what was your favorite kill from the movie? Obby Deagle. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback. I got to go with Deagle as well. Yeah, that's definitely the best one. One thing you liked about the movie, Seth, just one one thing. Hmm. I like what it was trying to do. It was something definitely different, like I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Like it, was, it had some scary parts, but it was also trying to be funny. And fa- family friendly at the same time. Like you just don't see a lot. Like Jess said, yeah. movies like that. For me, I liked that it, it was because a lot of these Chris. It really felt like a Christmas movie. Honestly, the way it was shot, especially at the beginning. Yes, you think you're watching like a Hallmark Christmas film. Yeah, exactly. And no. I feel like, like we talked about earlier, this is a film that I could let the girls watch when, before I would let them watch like Scream or oh God, something yeah. like that. They could watch this to kind of, you know, dip their foot or dip their toe in the pool of horror to see if they like it or not. Mm-hmm. I don't think this would petrify them too much. <laughs> dip their toe <laughs> in the pool of horror. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. I, I literally said so I don't have that written down. Just so you know. <laughs> Jess, what is one thing you liked about the movie? The mom. Like, she's mm. she's so pure and sweet. Ooh. But she's such a badass. Yeah, like, I like that they didn't make her out to be, like, a helpless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, she came off that way at first, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, she's obviously scared still. Like, she's yeah. frightened, but she just, like, holds her own. Mm-hmm. She's a badass mom. She is. I just so like that. I like that she didn't just fucking lay down and, like... Yeah. She fought. She had that wicked permanent. She did. <laughs> <laughs> she clearly loves onions. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, okay, one thing you did not like about the movie, uh, Jess. I, I think that it was so slow in the beginning was one of the things I didn't like about it. But it picks up 
It picks up eventually. It's I a think right about the bar scene is when it's mm -hmm. <laughs> shit starts to hit the fan. It's a little bit of a slow burn at first. Um, yeah. Seth, what is one thing you did not like about the movie? That ridiculous Santa father dying story. Okay. Yeah. That scene just felt like totally out of place with the rest of the movie. Yeah, I think uh, it was like the only like slow bunch of dialogue. Yeah. Even though it wasn't that long scene. It was very, I felt out of place, I agree. Yeah, because they were running from these things and then they stop in the bank, which are just across the street. Right. It's not like they right. went somewhere far. <laughs> Everything was very convenient in this movie. Yeah. Like the, they were at the bank and they're, oh, mm -hmm. the movie's right across the street. Mm -hmm. Rand shows up and they're right in front of the candy store. Yeah. Um, gosh, I had a different thing picked out for this, but you may have changed my mind. Um, I was going to say Rand. I just don't like the guy. He's a big doofus. He does everything wrong. Very yeah. nonchalant. Yeah. He brought this animal home and just gave it to his kid, and then it like kills all these people, and he's just like, huh. He doesn't even no. really have to deal with the bulk of the situation no. either. He kind of just skates out on that. <laughs> yeah, and it opens with him narrating, and it closes with him narrating. So True. I'm like, this guy kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's not really... One of my uh, favorite characters. Yeah. So I was gonna go with him, but I don't. I don't know. Said you might have, might have convinced me to go the other way. Um, I think I'm gonna stick with Rand. Okay. I know. I know. Randall. I assume that's what that's short for. Yeah. Randall Peltzer. Well, hey, dude, that's HMC 28 Gremlins, our second HMC Happy Horror Days movie. We almost fucked that up. You did it. We made it through. Next episode is going to be my pick. I picked Krampus. Have you guys seen Krampus? Krampus? No. No. Never? I do not believe. Oh, wow. He's like excited. Look at him. He's like, woo. Never before seen. Hmm. It's exciting. <laughs> I've never seen that there moving picture. Have you guys watched the preview for it yet? No. Oh, man. I'm excited. You guys get to watch all these movies. I usually like don't. I kind of like to go into it like not having any idea what it's about. I do too. Okay. I think you guys are going to like it. I hope you like it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. It's a little different, but um, I enjoy it. I watch it every year at Christmas. So that's going to wrap up HMC 28. You guys have anything else you want to talk about, about Gremlins before we get out of here and we don't talk about Gremlins ever again? No, but tomorrow's my birthday. Oh, Even shit. though this will air way after that. <laughs> How old will you be, Seth? 27. Damn. <laughs> you look old for 27, man. I'll be in my late 30s. We'll just put it that way. 30s, wow. Yeah. I know exactly how old he's going to be. Mm -hmm. Single, ready to mingle, Seth. Yeah, with a beard. <laughs> what? With a beard. Well, Seth be has fun. a glorious beard right now. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. He has a glorious beard and he works the glory hole. Yep. Lots of glory. This yeah, lots of glory going on over here. <laughs> Well, my birthday is at the end of December, so we're doing a birthday episode. Uh, we're recording it this Sunday, though, I think. Yeah, right, in betwixt yes. our birthdays. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that'll be fun. We're going to probably sing a lot of happy birthday, maybe eat some mm -hmm. cake, and uh, our friends of podcast on Elm Street are going to join us, and we're going to have a blast. We're going to get, I'm going to get drunk and have a good time. On that note, <laughs> Jess, is there anything else you want to talk about? before we get out of here i don't believe so unless um you want to try and find us mm. you can find us at horror movie crew podcast on twitter facebook instagram and you can listen to us on pretty much any podcast site any whatever you like podcast. amazon music spotify Sorry. apple podcasts <laughs>
AIM podcast. AIM, MSN podcast. Don't try to look these up. They aren't real. AOL podcast. MySpace podcast. Yeah. You did a great job. Thanks. Ask Jeeves podcast. You did a great job. Very impressed. Every time you do that, we get better and more fluid. We're out of here. Bye. Bye, all. Bye. Did you see Jess broke her pen? Now you know how she breaks her nail on that lab. Oh my god, dude. (laughs) Happy birthday, dude. Thanks. You're 57. Happy birthday. I should have done that in the my country podcast. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to yourself. Like a whistle in your tooth. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.